things you own end up owning you. What's going on, cutie pies? It's been a while. Hope you're all doing well out there and um, not drinking any oat milk. My guest today is my friend, Nick Stumphauser. Nick is a filmmaker based in Florida. Um, I recently made a post on my Instagram about some thoughts on testosterone, PEDs, and some general views about our current fitness steroid culture. Uh, Nick saw the post and thought that we should talk about it. Well, uh, here's that conversation, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, let's have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted something on my Instagram, right? I posted a um, a post. Posted a post. Is that how you're supposed to say it? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, feed. Yeah, I, I posted on my feed. No, I made mm-hmm. a post to my feed. See, there we go. There we go. I made a post to my feed about, um, I think it was about what, like protein versus like steroids kind of. You know, I took a picture of some some shitty old protein that I've bought and used before. And, you know, many years ago, I just literally found it sitting in the back of my cupboard. And um, and a bottle of a testosterone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, Which um, just happened to also be in the back of your cupboard. I, I don't know if it was in my cupboard. It was just in a cupboard. I don't know whose <laughs> cupboard it was. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, you wrote to me and you're like, hey, dude, let's uh, let's talk about this. <laughs> so first of all, I mean, what uh, what trick what like triggered your response of like, hey, man, I want to talk about it. What was so interesting to you? I think because it was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back of like that Nate Diaz quote that like everybody takes steroids, dude. Yes. And <laughs> and uh, and you've just been so you've just been so transparent about about everything and are able to unequivocally poke fun at all of it. Um, but I, it was it was it was doubly interesting. First, I knew you didn't have a bottle of testosterone by chance because i know what that bottle looks like and i know where it comes from and i also recognize that you you never you it wasn't like a coming out post mm-hmm. it was like a intentionally worded stop stop equivocating apples and oranges and I, I should go back what did you say precisely yeah that was the that was the thought that i had because you know like i'll tell you where it came from it came from experience on myself and with clients because you know i'm a pt it's what i do for work so i work with a lot of clients over the years um it came from a lot of years of you know people and it's not just teenagers and it's not just those like those people oh those are the teenagers they're stupid they don't understand that drugs and protein powders are not the same no man people in their 40s and their 50s i have clients ranging from teenagers to 50 60 my oldest client is 60 something um you know, people really do think that if you take some of this protein powder, you will really look like that dude on the men's health cover. Like, yeah. th- th- that's what, yeah. I mean, does, do they think that that's the only thing that you need to do? No, of course not. No, they're not that stupid. They know that they diet hard. They probably understand that they have a special right. diet. They probably understand that they do cardiovascular training. But what they really, really don't understand is that it's actually mostly the fucking testosterone and it's mostly yeah. the steroids. Does that mean yeah. that those people are um, 
you know, like I said, not doing anything else. They're not training hard. They're not putting in their time. They're not being consistent. No, of course not. But I just want it to be like a real, you know, in your face message of like, stop even thinking that they're even close. You know, I think I said like, it's like comparing apples to oranges, but it's really like comparing apples to the planet Jupiter. You know, it's like completely a different fucking thing. Yeah. With, with supplements, something that I noticed moving from the normie community to the niche Ray Pete bioenergetic perspective is the supplements that Ray popularized. I actually felt when I took them, mm-hmm. like when I took uh, progesterone for the first time, it's like a half glass of wine, full glass of wine feeling music sounded totally different. This is my first drop ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but never have I like taken vitamin C and been like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. this is it. <laughs> and yeah. then I, I got into SARMs and steroids and stuff. And like, that was just a whole new level of you take a pill and the pill has a legitimate effect. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about that. So tell me how, what was the, do you remember? Like, I don't know. Was it? Was it watching Rich Piana on YouTube or was it somebody, you know what I'm saying? Because we all have that like person or was it Dr. Tony Huge or, you know what I'm saying? There's always that one person or maybe the, I don't know, a documentary, which, you know, I told you to watch. We'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, yeah what, what, what kind of got you thinking like, oh, maybe I want to fuck around with some of this stuff? It was a bunch of stuff. Um, so I, I have narcolepsy and I was diagnosed about two, two and a half years ago. Um, and when I was researching the side of, or the, the symptomology of narcolepsy, it was very similar to low testosterone. Mm-hmm. It was like, can't get out of bed, unwanted weight gain, low motivation, like all these things. I'm like, well, oh my gosh, maybe I have low testosterone. Mm-hmm. So I did like the spit test and sent it in and it came back at like 646 nanograms per deciliter mm-hmm. and my free tea was perfect, perfect. And I was like, wow, what the hell? Um, this doesn't make any sense. And... Uh, at this point, I had zero experience. Uh, like many people in this community, if I'm interested in something, I'll just go research the hell out of it. And I have never touched the subject of steroids. I, I trained natural for six years. Um, I always looked down on people who even came near the stuff. Mm. It was cheating. You're a bad person. It's unhealthy. You're mm. not telling me that you do it. So, like, I know you're a bad person. Um and then I started to just Greg Doucette and more plates, more dates and just <laughs> absorbing every bit of content that I could. Yeah. Lots of repeat forum. More plates, more dates. That guy, um, I like that guy. Um, but he's, you know, he's really fucking new to the scene, you know, you know, I, I'm obviously, I've been around in it a lot longer than that. I mean, I've been around in it since YouTube was even a thing. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, YouTube was, um, that dude, uh, talking about how to keep your fridge stock to get many ladies. Have you seen that video? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. See, you don't even know what I'm talking about, brother. If you haven't seen that video, please. For the love of God, go to YouTube and type in keeping your fridge stocked will get you many women. And it's just just this dude, it's this like black dude in the ghetto somewhere, and he's just like, um, 
He's like, yeah, yeah, you want to keep uh, iced tea for those like hipster chicks, you know, for those hippie bitches. And then you want to keep Kool-Aid for the gangster bitches. And he's just explaining <laughs> like all the drinks that he has in his fridge. And it's like everything. It's like red. Because this is like, again, this is like back in the day. So it was like cool to have like a stack of Red Bull just going all the way to the back. And then he goes, I ain't fronting. This shit goes all the way to the back. I ain't fronting. Like, you know, it's not like one Red Bull in the front. It's like a Red Bull stack going to the back of the fridge. And then like an iced tea stack going to the back of the fridge. This is so, like 08 YouTube. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. So this is like this is like before any of these guys existed and talking about steroids was even a thing. Because it was still in the times of like, you have like uh, Lee Haney. You know who Lee Haney is? Like bodybuilder. I know. I mean, this is Lee Haney is like a was a bodybuilder in the eighties, but this is but there's like a really classic film um, of his training, and um, he just he looks at the camera and he's like, "Don't take steroids. I never take steroids." And it's like he's Mister Olympia. You understand? So from (laughs) from (laughs) so from whenever people started talking about steroids to early YouTube, oh eight, nine, eleven, twelve, it was that was the mentality with steroids. Nobody talked about it. It was like. Why would they take steroids? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Um, and I think the first guy, I, I, I think, the, I, I mean, you know, I don't know everything, but I think the first guy that really kind of broke through that was actually Rich Piana. That's who, uh, yeah. I, that's who I think started yeah. the whole like, hey, bro, you're a fucking dumbass. Obviously, I take steroids. Like, obviously. You I know? just did arms for six hours. <laughs> By the way, it's eight hours. Don't get it wrong, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, it really has evolved. And honestly, like, I'm surprised to see a guy like Derek because, yeah, and I think, well, I think Derek is the next wave of that. And yeah. God bless him. I mean, he's doing good stuff because he is being that guy. He took. I feel like he took over that role of, like, Bro, uh, what's that Indian actor that ha- has like the jaw of a fucking oh, shark uh, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yes, he took steroids. Like, it's so right. blatantly obvious. But, you know, yeah. if, if this was 08 YouTube, it would be like, what? Steroids? Hard, hard work, bro. That's yeah. just like. It's oatmeal and getting up at 5 a.m. and fasted cardio and fucking chicken and broccoli. So I really like that guy. I'm enjoying that guy. So Greg said and him. Um, have kind of been talking a lot about that, and that will kind of inspired you to um, start thinking about some well, of that stuff. That was the education. Um, it took it took a lot of internal reframing for me to get to a point where I didn't feel shame for considering it and then taking it. And it wasn't until uh, on the the repeat forum and a few guys there in a group chat where we experimented with uh, testosterone based powder dissolved in DMSO applied transcrotally wow you guys went next level although we went now next it's, level. it's the most common prescription actually to get the um gel on your balls yep. um yep. so yeah interesting and so, so we that tried that and uh i don't think it worked very well <laughs> <laughs> and then and then kind of once i broke the seal then i started tinkering with with different things whether it was sarms or and, and sourcing was always the the most terrifying thing because I'm I was 20 at the time 22 now and you can't just like call up an anti-aging clinic well actually technically you can't I did do that eventually really but yeah I did well because I crashed my testosterone with uh with Winstrol because that that DMSO test base wasn't sufficient for some reason and I was taking Winstrol and it went down to 91 nanograms per deciliter oh man 
And then I could send that blood work to an anti-aging clinic and they were like, oh, this kid's got hypogonadism. Let's get him on. Yeah. You know, testosterone right away. And so then I did that. I'm skipping over a bunch. But then, you know, I took uh, injection um, prescription, doctor prescribed testosterone um, for a while. And then it just felt so wrong uh, to be shooting up like PUFA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> into my into my shoulders i was like this just is there's nothing about this seems sustainable or good or healthy <laughs> and uh and now i just do pregnenolone and, and 50 milligrams of oxandrolone and that's it mm. and uh so how was your experience with testosterone with real you know injectable trust testosterone it pulled me out of a slump for sure, mm-hmm. um, but I also and I and I held a lot more muscle than I would have been able to naturally. I was sitting around two ten, two fifteen. Mm-hmm. I'm five foot eight, um, and then but there was there was a lot of water, mm-hmm. and I just kind of felt like a water balloon, estrogenic in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I when I stopped, it's like I deflated and I just came back down to like a natural 200, um, felt a lot better. I feel like I looked better and, uh, my libido, uh, my musculature, um, mood, all that stuff has been sustained with pregnenolone, thyroid and, and oxandrolone. Wow. And this is, and this TRT, this is, um, from like one of those, like, Florida clinics, like doctor clinics, quote unquote, right? Where like you just yeah. walk in. It's kind of oh, like I didn't even walk in, dude. Oh, you didn't even have to walk in. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. It's like the weed clinics out here in California. You know, the, the, exactly. they, they used you used to have to go to. Now you don't even have to do that. But you know, back then you just walk in and you, you look at it, the doctor looks at you and you're like, "Yeah, man, my my fucking knee hurts." And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, dude, for like three months, my knee's been hurting." And he's like, "Oh my god." let's get you a prescription, <laughs> you know, it's just like for anything. And then I have other friends that would just be like, I can't sleep. I, yeah. I, I just can't. Yeah, no, that was, that and the, was and exactly. this doctor. I mean, I guess they have a real medical degree, right? There's a doctor there, some sort of yeah. doctor. And they're just like, really? Like, they're not like, well, have you tried, you know, like, I don't know, not <laughs> watching YouTube until 3am. Like, you know, they, they don't ask you anything else. They just go, really? And you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't fucking sleep at all. Like, <laughs> not one bit. And then it's, uh, it's always some doctor, too, with, like, fucking dreads or something. You know, they have, like, they're the wildest-looking dr- doctor ever. They have, like, a fucking Led Zeppelin t-shirt, you know? They're like, <laughs> wow, wow. I remember when I had that back in the 70s. And then, you know, you know what happened then? I started smoking weed. I started sleeping like a baby. So Dude, let's get you a prescription. Like a oh, man. Yeah, that was the exact analogy that I used when I realized that these clinics were popping up um and that 20 year olds and 18 year olds could get a doctor's prescription uh without physically seeing the doctor from blood work that they have no idea where it came from and uh, they'd ship it right to your door um and i was i remember because I, i moved from michigan and when I got my weed card at age 17, 17, 18, <laughs> I did the same thing. Like I have, I have Tourette's and all I had to do was say like I had a recurring condition and this doctor gave me this such pretend <laughs> serious interview and then wrote me a script and yeah. like 18 year old Nick was just like walking to clinics <laughs> and getting mind altering. Just getting <laughs> stoned. Weed. 
Man, yeah. 17, that's early for weed, though. But I mean, I guess these days, I mean, in California, yeah, I know like 14-year-olds that they have vape pens. They're just smoking every day because they have anxiety. So, you know, they're just yeah. getting high all day. I don't know, man. If I, if I, th- I think if I would have done that, well, first of all, when I tried weed really young, I didn't like it. I was one of those uh, people that just like, you know, you have that like, I feel anxious. I don't like the feeling of kind of feeling my body is light and out of my body or whatever, however you want to describe it. I just was like, fuck this, you know, weed yeah. was, weed was not a thing when I was like, when I was 19 or 20 in college, I went, um, we went, I went to a party, we got drunk as people usually do. And then this girl whose house we were at, her uncle had a lot of edibles and she pulls out this massive, and this is California, right? This is like, you know, massive California cookie. And she's like, yeah, guys, um, you guys want to do this edible? And I've never done edible I, edibles ever in my life. I had no idea that it's a completely different thing, right? And I've only smoked or puffed like a few times. And like I said, in those times, I hated it. But I was right. like, yeah, whatever. So she breaks this fucking thing in half. And it's three oh, of us by this yeah. point. The pottery's winding down. She breaks this thing in half. She gives me a whole half. And I eat the whole half. And like 30 minutes go by and I'm like, Guys, I think I was too drunk. I'm not feeling shit. And they're like, okay. And like 45 minutes go by. And I'm like, yeah, we should we should get going. I'm going to call a cab. So I call a cab. Uh, an hour goes by. And then the cab, this is back in the day. Again, cabs, you know, you have to cab, call yeah. a cab. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those people that don't know, you actually have to fucking is call that, a cab. Is that like Uber for old fucks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, this is like when Ray Pete was 20. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this fucking cab pulls up. And literally as it pulls up, about an hour and 15, because I had no idea that it takes so long either to feel it. I open the cab. And by the way, it was like, I don't know if it was like a sign from God or something. But of all the cab people that I could have had that night, I got the scariest looking cab motherfucker ever. This guy had a hoodie on at night, a hoodie on and a hat. And he was like, just this, and he turns at me and and I think it's like fucking Green Reaper turning at me. And I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) you know, and I get in the cab and then my friends are trying to calm me down. They're like, you're good, man. And I'm sitting in the car and we're driving and I'm going to my house and I'm like looking at every street sign. And I, the street signs that I recognize, I'm like, okay, I know, I know where we're at. And then the street signs, like the, the names of the streets that I don't know, I'm like, oh my God, he's going to take me in the alley and fucking kill me. And I'm like freaking out. And finally I got home and then I just barfed all over my brother's bedroom. So that's a whole other story too. Amazing. Yeah, it was. So that was my experience with weed. So I hated weed. So I'm kind of surprised at people that, not, not surprised, I'm just, it's interesting how biology is so different that you have kids that are 17 years old and. I'm guessing you were enjoying it for the time that you had it, right? No, no, no. It was terrible. It was oh. never a good decision, and it made my life worse. And I don't recommend it to anyone. Wow, very I'm nice. Dead serious. Very and it nice. culminated the last time that I ingested any molecule of THC was when I overdosed. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't overdose in marijuana. No, bro. Nobody's ever died from weed, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> takes a hit. <laughs> I did. I, I, well, I didn't die. But uh, 500 milligrams of 99% pure THC oil ingested orally. Yeah, but see, dude, that's where I think it's like at at least, at least if you're gonna go down that road, just stick to normal, actual plant substance, right? Like, don't do oils or edibles. I think that's where the fucking really, really intense, crazy shit happens, and people, people literally lose their minds on that shit. I know multiple people that have. 
Yeah, it was it was unsettling. And, and that is sort of a, you know, but but the analogy of like a testosterone clinic in that <laughs> of of and, and this is where I get pissed at the whole the whole medical community. I have issued doctors entirely. I think that the, the medical industry um, needs to burn along with with every other institution, federal institution. But the the idea that these these people are drug dealers. They do not care about your well-being. And then the the farcical hoops and acrobatics that we have to jump through as a consumer to get things um, <clears throat> often that aren't for our own well-being is just insufferable. Like the fact that I have to pay 10 times more than I should, probably 20 times more than I should for a molecule of something uh, like testosterone or DHT or whatever it is from a doctor who's never seen me. Who, who is doing the the minimal blood work to cover his own ass so I don't sue him for malpractice mm -hmm. and never takes my blood pressure once, you know, doesn't doesn't take my hematocrit, just sends me drugs to my door. Uh, and then <clears throat> and then the stigma that's around this, it's like it's just the whole thing is sickening. The whole structure. Yeah. And you were talking about prices and prices are going up. Do you know who um, Scooby is? Talk about another yeah, OG. Of you know Scooby? Yeah. Yeah. Big uh, muscular gay guy on on YouTube that does these videos. Yeah. I love watching his videos. So <laughs> he, he had a video maybe, I don't know, a year ago or something where he was just bitching about fucking testosterone prices are going up. And um, yeah, man, even people like Scooby are affected and angered by it because so it is, is crazy. Public mm -hmm. about, has he been public about his Yes, for a few years now. I don't know how many exactly or when, but again, back when I who knew who Scooby was, Scooby's first video was him doing push-ups on his um, fists on the floor uh, of, yeah. of, of like a, you've seen that video, yeah? And he's just going, Ugh, Ugh, and you know, his fucking Scooby like grunt that he has. <laughs> and then he's supersetting it with flies. And for like, I don't know, five years, he would just post videos like that and, you know, wear his hat and have his gnome like, well, guys, I don't know what you're talking right? And so he would just do that. And it wasn't until way much, much later, again, when YouTube became a real thing is that when I think he finally was like, yeah, I take testosterone. But again, see, with people like Scooby, that's where, uh, that's where I have problems with it again, because... People think, oh, this is an old guy that has a prescription who has a disease of low testosterone. So he's <laughs> prescribed this thing, meaning like I, I could do what he's doing, but I don't have that disease. So, right. you know, like I could totally look like him. It's just his years of hard work. It's just that. La, la, la. Well, like, am I saying Scooby has not dedicated his entire fucking life to being like as lean as possible and yeah. and to, you know, work out all the time and to do his like 40 mile bike rides or whatever he does? No, I'm not. I know that that guy, like, he's truly dedicated. And he's like a smart motherfucker. He's like an engineer. He builds his own planes and all kinds of stuff. But what I am going to say is that he wouldn't look like he does without those things. He has the body no, of literally sure. Superman, right? He has that yes. fucking comical. I mean, he has such a structure that he look has that comic yeah. bodybuilder body. Big old chest, kind yeah. of regular biceps. And then he has, like, not a six-pack, but just a flat tummy. And yep. he just has that perfect look. And that is because he's on steroids, because he's taking testosterone. That's another yes. thing, too, with people, um, you know, sorry, I keep blabbering, but um, well, I guess is what we're here to do. But, um, you know, when people say, <laughs> people say t steroids, they think like, oh, well, no, 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 I'm not on steroids. I have testosterone prescription. <laughs> I just like want to like fucking hit my head against the wall because, okay, guys, if you don't know, steroids are derivatives of testosterone, okay? It's basic, well, yeah. yes, it's the same thing. So it's cortisone. 
It's, yes. it's like, yes, yes. Ster sterone, steroid, glucocorticoid. Like this is all derivatives of an, of endogenous. Yes. Can I, I would love to, can I give you my thesis of, all right, here's, here's my, here's my thesis and sort of what, what I wanted to shout from the rooftops after I saw your post. Mm -hmm. Everyone right now, <laughs> women, children, <laughs> old people is taking exogenous hormones whether they like it or not mm -hmm. every shower mm -hmm. every bite of food every glass of water all of it it's filled with hormones and hormone mimetics but typically i'd say all of those sources that i just listed those are hormones that turn frogs gay <laughs> that, that turn women infertile Nick that turn <laughs> Turn the frogs gay. <laughs> they're they're all hormones and hormone mimetics that are making us fat, lazy, stupid, autistic, low thyroid, infertile. And you want to tell me that if I take the the inverse, the protective androgens, the progesterones, that I'm cheating, that I'm a bad person, that I'm going to hurt myself. And that we need to we need to regulate through the nose these substances, and I would argue that it's actually more unsafe and more unhealthy, just strictly speaking, males here, for someone my generation and younger, and even into your generation and older, to not take supplemental protective androgens such as THT, testosterone, and pregnenolone in safe uh, amounts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my thesis. Okay. And it's a good thesis. And that thesis, you know, although I like that thesis, but it has been around for a little bit, for quite a bit. Oh, um, yeah. I am not <laughs> the inventor of that, for sure. Well, who did? There was like an endocrine disrupting chemical thesis. Or what was that guy? There was a, like an actual guy who kind of codified this. Endocrine I don't know, man. A little, I don't know. Maybe if, if you can come up with a name, maybe I've heard of him, but I don't know. Um, so, you know, okay, well, let's let's delve into that a little bit, like of your sure. thesis, right? So, like you said, everything is filled with all kinds of crap, right? People are taking whatever, even your neosporin, right? It has fucking hormones yeah. in it. So, in that sense, it's like, yeah, why why should you be able to take a cortisone shot if your knee hurts, but I, who just wants to um, not degrade lower, right, and stay above ground. Why shouldn't yeah. I be allowed to take some steroids and testosterone and do whatever the fuck I want to do? Um, right? That's kind of where we're where we going to. Yeah. And well, and the the societal. Well, so there's there's that aspect of it, sort of like the libertarian of like, what's well, my body, my choice. But also, I think the the and again, like you said, this is not my thesis this is not my hypothesis but the idea that we are surrounded with substances that are doing the opposite of what things like steroids do right EMF, and how and how all food, of food water light right kind of every, everything every aspect of our environment is antithetical and i'm just going to focus on on the masculine here it's it's in opposition to masculinity mhm mm and I, I, you could argue that that's not an accident, or it is an accident, but the, to know that uh, something as simple as DHT can do for the body in in the opposite direction of what the 
SSRIs and birth control pills that are in like the shower that's hitting you every day is doing. (laughs) And then as a society, we have like these moral qualms about like, well, we'll mention take it because that's cheating. Yes. Um, And I'm not even talking about sports, just like in our sort of health niche community. Yeah, it's still it's still looked at like that. Right. If we're going with that thesis. Right. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like most people. Most people really don't know what the fuck steroids do. People that haven't done them, <laughs> right, you know, right. or even even the ones that watch the fucking YouTube videos, because it's one thing to watch something, and it's a complete different thing to experience something. You know, I, I I've read, you know, again, this is back in the day when you had when there was no uh, more plates, more dates, talking about how much, how many milligrams. Yeah. This is back in the day. People used to post all kinds of nonsense on these fucking steroids um, um, forums, dude. They would say like, oh, yeah, I'm taking fucking Winstrol and I'm taking Anavar and I'm taking fucking testosterone. And, dude, if you don't take testosterone, that Winstrol and Anavar ain't going to work, man. It's not, right. not going to work at all. You know, they would say nonsense stuff like that. It's like, yeah, fucking it will work. Trust me. Have you done it? No. <laughs> you know, it's just – and you know like you know, over time you get kind of used to those posts and you kind of start to understand like, oh, that's definitely a 14 year old in like fucking kansas yep. that's like fucking 13 year old that's never done steroids so it's one thing to like see stuff and, and read about it and know what they do and another thing to experience them you know that's the first thing i want to say second thing is like um well hold on let me gather my thoughts here for a second <laughs> well i just wanted to i wanted to bring up because what you're talking about is kind of like what the documentary, if you haven't seen it, Bigger, Stronger, Faster, is talking about. Yes. And now yes. you've never seen it before, so I recommended it to you that you watch it before we talk. Um, you know, and it, it, if you haven't seen it, seriously, check it out, guys. It's pretty interesting. It's by the um, Bell Brothers. Well, specifically, not Mark Bell. The, who's the yeah, smaller one? Chris Bell, I think. I think Chris Bell is his name. Chris, yeah. And he's done other documentaries about... Um, Opioids, I think, was the Opioids. other Opioids. What's that green stuff that people um, take? Uh, it's like a, you can buy it at like a like a hookah shop or whatever that to to relax you. Kratom. Kratom. Bingo. Bingo. That one. He's done a documentary about that. Has he? Yeah. 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 So check it out. You haven't seen that one either. No. Well, no. But he did an excellent job with bigger, stronger, faster. I was seriously impressed. <laughs> yes, and that was my initial first when i first saw it me too i was like yeah what the fuck man because so people don't know the documentary talks about you know well how does it start it starts with him trying to kind of realizing in his i don't know 30s or something right that like all of these people that he's been looking up to hulk hogan uh the rock um i don't arnold. know arnold they were all using exogenous hormones. They were all using steroids, to be specific. From right? day one. From day one, yeah, or as long as possible. <laughs> as like long Arnold, as they... it was like 15. Yes, <laughs> yes. And his, his entire life growing up, he, would, he had that other worldview of people that would look at these people and he would think, oh my God, those are cheaters. Um, why yeah. would you ever use want to do that? And back in those days, again, nobody talked about it. Arnold did talk about his fucking steroid use. Hulk Hogan didn't talk about that stuff. It was all about taking your vitamins and eating your chicken and broccoli and, and working out. And saying every day. your prayers. Saying your prayers, brother. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and then he kind of realized that that like, yeah, everybody's been taking them. And he also knows that his brother has been taking them, who's uh, you know, was a world class power lifter at one point. Not anymore, I don't think, but um Mark Bell. Right? And his and he interviews all kinds of people. Um he interviews his brother. He asks him, like, hey, yeah, let's talk about it. And his brother talks about it, like, yeah, man, 
I take them all the fucking time. I love steroids. You know, I'm probably yeah. not, not not ever going to stop taking them. Yeah. Um, and then the other kind of quarrel that you get to is like, if steroids are why why do we view steroids as such a bad thing, right? Yeah. And it comes from that pl- place of like, like you said, you're a cheater. Um, you're not putting in hard work. You're um, you're just taking something and you're getting the results. And right away, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just on that very last point, it's this idea that if you add anything to you beyond what you were given at birth, that that is somehow a supplement to your moral character and that that's shameful because all you should have is just kind of what comes from within. Right. And it's hilarious because, and I know this is kind of an overused pastiche, but if you've ever drank a coffee <laughs> to perform better at a meeting, yeah, you took performance enhancing drugs. Yes, yes. And when you eat breakfast because <laughs> you you have a better day when you fuel yourself with glucose, like the the um, the line of demarcation between like what's acceptable and what isn't typically only starts to be discussed in two in two areas well-being and competition Mm -hmm. and the competition thing i think can be dismissed easily if we just all agree that everyone's doing it okay move on (laughs) and then what bigger stronger faster really kind of focused on a lot was how like how lethal are these really and it turns out that there has been an enormous decades-long propaganda campaign to make it seem like steroids are more toxic to the body than they are Right. Right. So that's where our, that's where, you know, like I said, upon first viewing years ago when it came out, I think I might've saw it in theaters, came out a long time ago. That was my impression too. And I'm like, yeah, man, he says a line in there, like, where are the bodies? Show me the bodies. Right. Where are these people that are dying? And, um, you know, he's right. Well, in some sense, right. That was my initial, my initial view, my initial thoughts about it was just like, yeah, he's fucking right. Like I know, so many dudes have been taking steroids for years and they're fine, you know, and they look good. Um, so yeah, maybe they're not as deadly as we're all told. But now as the time has gone on and I've thought about this more and I've been around the industry more and I've seen things come and go and I've realized that, you know what, man, I, I think it's not either or, you know, in life we wanted to like make things so simple as usual, right? We want like, this is the side, this is the right side, this is the wrong side or the opposite. I think there's a spectrum, man, because you can go on YouTube today and you can type in um, steroid bodybuilder deaths and there's um, videos. There's, there's definitely a few videos of compilations of people that have died. Um, Mike Menser, famous bodybuilder, but yep. likes his training style, died. His brother, Ray, died. Um, kidney problems, heart problems. Mm-hmm. There are people that have died from steroids, right? Yep. So that's the only thing where like now, years after seeing the documentary and, um, you know, thinking about it and viewing things, I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's that simple. I mean, do we have a moral um, problem, right? It's like, yes, we do. Because we think that steroids is bad. Automatically means you're an asshole. That automatically right. means you're not putting in hard work. You're not doing yeah. anything that, that's challenging to you. Um, but on the other hand, do I think that you should just be popping steroids and, you know, like THC, just like, oh, walk in. All right, bro. Anavar, yeah. let's go, motherfucker. 
No. Um, have there been people that have died from taking too much steroids? Yeah, Rich Piano. We just mentioned. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, that, and that's where I appreciate um, Ray's perspective on a lot of this, which is that if you're taking anything that is a derivative of the naturally produced hormones, it will be toxic. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you take a large amount, which all the people you just listed, like if somebody thinks that they, if they take Anavar, they're going to die the Rich Piana death or the Mike Metzer death. <laughs> that is definitely wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is, that is wrong. I mean, yes. Disproportionate. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, so Ray, Ray is right on, on one thing, which is like, hey, Mesterolone, Proviron. Mm-hmm. That's a DHT derivative, and it's unsafe because it affects the liver, unlike taking DHT. Okay. But I think Ray is wrong in that in 1887 when he was born, if you, <laughs> if you nibbled on the edge of a, of a thyroid pill, <laughs> the, fo- the flowers blossomed around you, and, yes. and, and everything was was back to normal. And now today, um, I do think it is the case that we do need to push back against the environment way harder and that there are smarter ways to do that and dumber ways. And I wish I knew what I know talking to you today, two years ago, and what I will know in two years today, because I've spent thousands of dollars and probably put my body through unnecessary stressors and toxins, Mm -hmm. getting to a point where I understand that something as simple as pregnenolone, progesterone, T3, and DHT in appropriate doses are probably enough for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you were a supreme leader, though, and you got to make a decision, uh, are, we're going to have st- clinics that you can go into, you can get steroids, just like Mexico, right? You go into a pharmacia, mm-hmm. you, buy, you can buy them right off the shelf. Would you, would you make it like that in the U.S. or not? <sighs> yes or no? <laughs> be binary I would no but I'm no. saying you know because that's how laws happen right you got to make a decision you got a yes or no yeah. can you do it it's, can you walk it's... in and get it or not or keep it the way it is you got to get a TRT prescription which I mean again as we talked about it's not that fucking hard these days right if you really no, want to get a TRT I did prescription it. right right you can do it it's easy but I would say no I wouldn't have it uh, a la Mexico um I'm struggling to answer that without it immediately branching off into questions of how to structure a country. <laughs> well, I understand. I understand. I understand. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's just like, yes or no. Are you going to be able to walk in pharmacia or not? Mexico, you can do no. it. No. I'd say no. And then I'd love to have a law that hangs by the neck until dead every single individual who has contributed to the emasculation and effeminization of the world through their pollution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying then people, um, because again, you know, I don't think most people that take, uh, by the way, these things that people take, these steroids that people find or TRT, a lot of that shit's made in like home bathtubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it yeah. is made in, um, a lot of it is, uh, smuggled from Mexico. Yep. Used to be from Thailand and places like that, but it's harder because it's so far away. So, but Mexico is pretty close, like especially in LA. Like you can find that stuff really easy here because it's just you know Tijuana is two hours away. Um, so what was I saying? You know, because you get you you brought up that uh, question about Ray Pete talking about you know nibbling a little on a little piece of uh, uh, what is thyroid. it thyroid pill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And it's like, like, I think one milligram of testosterone after you've solved all of your other nutrient deficiencies is sufficient. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh yeah. So what I was saying is like, I feel most people that take that shit, they're not doing it because what you're saying, pushing back against their environment. Correct. Do we agree on that? Right. Most no people, question. they're doing it because they want to look hot on the beach, right? And they want yeah. to get chicks or chicks want to compete, compete in their bikini fitness, stupid yep. fucking shows, which by the way, I fucking hate those. God, they're the worst. If there's anything more stupid than watching dudes on a stage flexing and like turning, it's watching women do it. It's just, I don't know. Something about it is so retarded. I yeah. don't know, dude. Have you ever been in one of those? Uh, no, I had an ex who was a bikini competitor and you should have went with her and checked it out. It's just, you meet crazy people. These people are fuck. I'm sorry to stereotype all of you. You know, I'm sure there's good people out there, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I just find it so God, it's, it's just like, you know, and as with, you know, I want to talk about bodybuilding. We we wanted to talk about that and stuff and how it evolved over the years. And, you know, I definitely think it has evolved into more levels of crazy, you know, than it used to be. So that's another thing. But yeah, man, I don't know. You got to go to one of those shows and just talk to some of those people. I'm telling you, it's, it's really fascinating the things that those people will tell you. Well, I think that's probably a good segue into because the the last line in Bigger, Stronger, Faster, which was worth the whole film, mm-hmm. is steroids aren't the problem. They're just another side effect of being American. <laughs> and I thought that was just, it's so good. He's so right in every way. And I know it is just so fun to just beat the crap out of America. Like, you guys have no culture and all you want is like Big Macs and big titties and stuff. Right. Um, but that is but, the culture, though. That's my that's my issue with with Americans sometimes. What you know, going to college in fucking liberal California, it was yeah. like there is no culture. America's the melting pot. Listen to me. Go to Paris. Go to Moscow. Go to Beijing. Yeah. It's all a fucking melting pot at this point. We're not in 1920s yeah. anymore. There are people yeah. from all over. You go to Paris. There's more black people there in Africa in some places. I'm telling you. Like fucking go yeah. and check. So it's it's kind of dumb, I think, at, in 2021, America to say that America is a melting pot because I think everywhere is a melting pot at this point. Right. Unless if you're in rural right. fucking Thailand or some shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really is becoming that way. So when people tell me that America has no culture, I'm like, what about jazz? What about fucking American Big Macs? That is the culture. It may be yeah. a culture of, you know, that's very new and young and still yeah. still interpreting itself. But there's definitely a culture. <laughs> and I'm happy to be hypercritical of the culture that you just described of bigger, stronger, faster, that it's kind of been a, a process of pulling my head out of my own ass to recognize what the Instagram fitness community is, what the YouTube fitness community is, what Christian Guzman has created. <laughs> Christian right? Guzman. I haven't heard that name in a while. Oh, man. Right. He's still doing his thing. He's still like whatever, like filming his house I- and shit. No. I guess so, oh, uh, the bait <laughs> titles, but the, I remember seeing, and I brought this up when I, when I streamed with Kyle, there was like a 1919, 1920 men's beauty pageant. Have you seen this photo? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, you know who brought it up also? Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan brought that up. Did he? Yes. Yes. What, what podcast is that? Uh, fuck, dude, I don't know. But I remember I hearing about that years guy. ago. This might have been like a Joey Diaz, like old school podcast or something. And they were talking okay. about this. 
So it's a really it's, it's a describe the picture for us. <laughs> it's it's like men in striped trousers with handlebar mustaches and uh, kind of small small chests and arms, rather large bellies, <laughs> good hair, and they're all just kind of like flexing, like they're hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 there, that was also emphasized too in Bigger, Stronger, Faster, where they had the GI Joe from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and seventies there was no you couldn't see abs. Mm-hmm. 80s you saw some abs and by the 90s you had like cut serratus huge bulking muscles and now in 2000s it's just bane like yeah. the old the old batman movie bane <laughs> yeah we, we call it penis, penis skin on your abs penis skin on your abs <laughs> <You> understand <laughs> and and what what's so tragic and i don't know how to to return to monkey on this i don't but how do we go back to um, Sean Connery being the quintessence of manhood. Yeah. Well, pro- well, so, okay. So there's a lot of things to break down there. So first of all, that 1920s photo, although it's a real photo and everything, I will say that I don't know wh- what kind of contest this was and where this was, but <laughs> you know, like, like all things, like it's so easy to just be like, um, guys want the playboy model look. Right, yeah. big tits, skinny, skinny waist, and and long legs. Yeah, and I would be like, I don't like that look actually. I don't like big breasts on a woman. I like uh-huh. small breasts and big ass. Yeah, I like that fake Kim Kardashian look. I don't yeah, like because you're fake. a gay European. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> don't tell anybody. God damn it! Not supposed to say it on a podcast. <laughs> but so. It's so easy to be like, but of course, are there general like big rules? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't want a woman to weigh 300 pounds. Like, yeah, okay. You know, there, there, there's overlap in those things. So what, I, what I'm kind of getting at is that like, I think maybe wherever they took this picture, maybe those were the hottest fucking guys at the time. But it doesn't mean that at that time there was no, um, can, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, something, my bad, something changed. Um, going on um does it mean that at the time that there was no dudes that were um muscular uh, muscular and had you know fucking big pecs and squatted and deadlifted and did all kinds of stuff right um eugene sandow do you know who eugene sandow is isn't he the first the very first like he's the guy that started mr olympia contest okay when when arnold or any of these guys when they get the trophy of mr olympia that person that's eugene sandow okay? okay And this was early 1900s. I think 1908 was the first one, something like that. Um, did he look like uh, Big Ramy or whoever the fuck is the Phil? What's his name? Whatever. Heath. Yeah, Phil Heath. No, 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 no. Did he have um, you know nice biceps, developed abs and legs? Yeah. So he looked like a muscular guy. So like I don't think that our uh, conception of what's what looks good and what doesn't has evolved that much because I think I'm sure back in 1920 there were some people that were like probably looked at those guys and were like <laughs> you know what I mean it's got to yeah. be like that well because I, I put on uh-huh. the the list of things the statue of David yes yeah yeah so it's like it's not like because there's this idea like in, in liberal colleges especially that it's like oh it's all society and and magazines right. and playboy and all these things have have um ruined our conception of what a person should look like and it's like has has have they done that to some degree yes for sure for sure but is it like completely different like i don't think so i think it's 
still more or less the same. You know, you still want a muscular guy and you want a girl with some shape. And um, yeah, I think those things will stay for a while. I would agree. And, and I appreciate that comment because I think it, it sort of redeems our orienting reflex as a society instead of saying that like our eyes and mind have become so perverted. It's like, yeah, we actually can recognize beauty. The, the, um, the creation of man, Mm -hmm. right? Both God and Adam are jacked and shredded. Yes. Yes. Like God is a shredded bearded man. Yes. And how many years ago was that dude? I don't know ago? anything about history, but I think it was ago? about 400, yeah. 500 ish. Yeah, at least that. So this was pre Instagram. This mm-hmm. was pre steroids. Uh, and so what, what I think should be recognized, um, that the, that the fitness community is like kind of in, in a typical fitness community fashion, doing it as disingenuously as possible mm-hmm. is recognizing steroid use. And I can't who, – who do you think popularized the coming out movement of steroids? Because it was recent. It was like within the last two years this happened where Rich it became Piana cool. Rich is the OG, bro. He's the OG. Uh, he was the OG. But like in the last two years, all these influencers are now like like <clears throat> Marine, um, Brandon Harding, obviously more plates, more dates, Greg Doucette. See, to tell you the truth, those two names, the first two names you mentioned, I don't know who they are. So I'm kind of (laughs) out of the loop. No, I'm just being honest. You know, like I said, I've been on it longer. You know, I was there at the early days. Like I said, the OG OG for sure is Rich Piana. Were there other guys? Yeah, I can't think of anybody else right now. Like, so like I said, you know, if somebody thinks of somebody else, comment on our video, let us know. But I think Arnold was open about yeah, I mean, when he became a movie star, he said, yes, I took testosterone at competition times. At competition <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. For two weeks before the competition, just to kind of harden up. That's all. <laughs> that, that's, I, I heard that he did it the day before just to, like, really make sure his, his uh, fucking <laughs> biceps that are 25 inches around don't get smaller overnight, you know? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's been a progression. But, you know, I mean... I mean, yeah, it's like, am I saying that uh, people like Kim Kardashian that I brought up haven't, like, fucking perverted people's view of beauty? Like, yeah, I think so. Like, do I think chicks should be going in and doing those Colombian um, fucking uh, fat injections? Like, you know, where they pull out fat out of your um, muffin top there, basically, and your abs. And then the the belly button looks like a fucking stretched fish because, <laughs> because they pull the skin back. You ever see that? Seriously. That's how you know, by the way. People ask me, how do I know it's fake? I'm like, just look at the belly button. You look at the belly button and it's like this. <laughs> It's like if you have the mouth of a fish, try to describe it for the listeners, it's it's pulled open and it's like this like weird stretched looking belly button. And then they take that fat, boom, stick it into your ass. Um, yeah. And then if if you do the hard stuff, see, now this is where it comes in. That's like, again, that question of like, is it is it just a surgery or is it or is it hard work? I think it's more hard work. No, I mean, it's the surgery. And then yeah. if a chick goes into the gym and actually right. squats with a real fucking trainer and does it, you know, ass to grass and really progressively yeah. overloads and deadlifts and does her fucking whatever, lunges. Over time, that's how you get those, have you seen those Brazilian women that look like Godzilla yep. with those yep. massive giant fucking legs? And they look almost real, right? Because you're like, yeah, there's no fat. It looks all real. It's like a giant yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah. So that's the combination. That's how that happens is you get yeah. the woman that has a lot of the surgery, um, 
you know, the, the butt tuck, the, all that stuff. And then they work out fucking hard and then you get that look. So, you know, and then how about these retroactive fake natties we're getting now too? Uh, I think the first one that, that popped up was Chris Bumstead. Mm-hmm. I don't C- know. Let, let me look him up. Tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. C bum C B U M on Instagram. And he had this Instagram Q and a where they were like, when a uh, photo of when you're natty. And it was like him kind of tossing up a football and the oh, dude, G- Jesus. Well, he's, he's on an Olympia stage, dude. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> well, so what did he say? So he said, he said at 18, this photo of him just kind of like in high school, tossing up a football that he was natty. And the dude <laughs> is a fucking tank. I mean, he, he was Michelin man at 18. And oh, then man. I sent you uh, the post that Artemis Dolgan made of him at, I don't know, 22 or something. And he's, you know, he's doing the side and he's got just, yeah, veins Adonis on his physique, dick. Uh-huh. everything. Yeah. And he's like, I wish I stayed natty. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. Artemis. And I'm like, oh, my God. So what do you think about that? The people are sort of lying about when they started to make it seem like they were blessed to begin with. Uh, yeah. And even Greg Doucette does that. Who I, I love More Place, More Dates. I yes. fucking can't stand listening to Greg Doucette. Yeah, you know. Voice. It's just like, oh my god! You have I can't listen to Chris Godfrey for that long. Like, literally, man, because he also plays it up. Because I've gone to his old videos. Like, I went scrolled way yeah, yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. down there when he was still just you know like normal. phone recording. You know, like yep. you know, in some shitty yep. gym, powerlifting, like with a crazy wide stance, so that his range of motion is like you have to measure it in quarks. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the range of motion. It's just like, you can't, like, I, I can't tell, you know, and he, he sounds normal there. He doesn't have yeah. that. Like and then he, and then he went full Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Oh, Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried. I, I, what did I say? I fucked that name up. Didn't I? Chris, Chris Gottfried. Yeah. Gilbert. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the parrot from, from cyber chase. Yeah. Do you ever you remember that animated kids show Cyber Chase on PBS? You I made it out of I wasn't here then. I wasn't all the all the kids stuff, like people ask me why I fucking hate Disneyland. I wasn't here for it. I don't give a fuck about it. Like I know who they are. Like I Sure. I saw Tom and Jerry, but like I'm not excited. Like when I go to Disneyland, I've been there like twice now. I fucking hate it, dude. It's the most annoying thing ever. You're standing in line for an hour and a half to go to this fucking ride that lasts a minute, and it's like, oh my god, look, there's a butterfly! Wow, like what the <laughs> fuck, man? I don't get it, dude. And Star Wars too. Star Wars sucks. Let me tell you. Fuck, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it sucks. Okay, it sucks. There, people say you gotta watch the originals. I had this thing uh, two years ago where I had a buddy that was like, dude, you got to watch the originals. This is the real thing. And I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to fucking let go of everything that I know, and I'm going to watch the originals. And I watched the first one. And you're seeing – who's the old guy in that? He's literally 80 years old in that fucking movie. I looked it up later. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah. When Obi-Wan is fighting um, Darth, you can see the fucking – first of all, you can see the cord hanging out of his rope there to make the, the lightsaber light. And he is moving like an 80 year old and he's like, and it's the worst fucking scene ever. It's I'm sure at the time when it come out, 1972 or something like that, 76, 76, I'm sure at that time. And I'm not just saying that I'm sure it was like, oh my God, this is mind blowing. But now it sucks. It doesn't hold up. So I'm sorry if I offended any Star Wars fans, but it sucks. So when I go to the Disney rides at, 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 um, yeah, Star Wars Disney rides. I'm just like, 
I don't get it. You know, like I, I don't understand. I'm I'm an hour and a half, <laughs> uh, hour and a half from Disney World or whatever it is in Orlando, and I don't care. <laughs> I've been I went there too, when I was actually. Four. When I moved from Russia, it's the first thing we went to. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 See, also now now that I've learned uh, the origin of all things propaganda, <laughs> well, I just yeah, can't see too. anything the same way. So I'm just <laughs> not interested in going. But yeah, uh, who, yeah Gil, so Gilbert Gottfried, Greg Doucette. So anyway, you think he's a he, you think he's a retroactive fake natty? Well, he he's he's on TRT, right? Yeah. Oh, you're saying when he posts his like pictures of him when he was like uh, 18 or whatever and super shredded. Yeah. I mean, listen again. I've been around a long time. Do I know guys that are? Um, I mean, look, I I work with this fucking dude. You know, his dad is black, his mom is white. He's got great. He, he's like so fast. He's a climber. He doesn't, he smokes weed daily. He does Molly. He drinks alcohol every weekend and not drink. He parties hard, hard, like really. I went out with him one time. I fucking thought I was going to die. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, I, I had literally left early. I was like, I can't do this. And this is too much for me. Okay. I, this is years ago, but I still know this guy, but this guy, he'll go to the gym. He'll literally work out once for like 30 minutes a week or twice. And he's got abs. Okay. Yeah. He's got abs. Is he taking steroids? No, I know he's not because he would tell me because he's on everything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so do I know guys? Yeah, yeah. Do I know guys that have uh, just just fucking for some odd reason? I don't know if it's genetics. I don't really think it's that simple. It's just saying genetics because that doesn't really mean anything to me. But I guess we call that genetics, whatever. Your makeup that's just there for no reason, right? It's just God given to you. He, he, he looks – does he look – fucking olympia stage shredded no no does he have abs yes does he have pecs yes biceps yes so like i think there's again there's like a gradient there you know because sometimes people will like you said like artemis posting a fucking picture of him just sh 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 shredded shredded to the fucking teeth i mean his fucking teeth have muscles dude like you know it, it you're telling me that's natty and by yeah. natty, you're saying, okay, and we're talking about natty all, like everything, uh, yeah. no diuretics, no um, clenbuterol, because, you know, people get, that's, that, that's, again, another fucking issue with people like Michael Hearn and shit, right? Where they say, I'm natty, I have a prescription, I just have this disease, so I take this yeah. prescription drug that's not really yeah. a drug, it's just a prescription because my body doesn't do this, blah, blah, blah. and they play this mindful fucking game with you. You know, where, where it's like again, I miss, I really miss Rich Piana. Seriously, like, yeah. Because in the day he would talk about that. He's like, no, it's not Natty, you fucking idiot. You know, like it's the best. Yeah. Like we need people like him because he, you yeah. know, because he has the look, and you know he's not full of shit, right? Because you know he's done all the steroids. So like, I missed him. Whew, I went a little ramble there. So anyway, so yeah, um, do I think he's Well, natty? I just got a prescription for duck eggs, dude, so you better look <laughs> out. Yeah, so, you know, like, is it possible that Greg just said was that shredded at 18? I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. He must have been the most dedicated 18-year-old. I mean, maybe that's why he's short. I don't, no, seriously, though, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe his family, like, I don't know how, how you know, what the genetics are in his family, but seriously, maybe he was dieting so hard. I wrestled when I was when I was younger. So I know some guys that were dieting all the fucking time. They were wrestlers, so they, you know they would always be dieting, oh, not eating. They're eating like literally a power bar or whatever, just eating one thing, and yeah, it stunted their growth. Like I know a lot of right. those guys that they were just constantly trying to stay lean for wrestling, and their parents are not short, but they're like five, five, six, you know. Yeah. So well, you know. can I get esoteric on you for a minute? Because you said a few things for sure. that 
kind of bring in things that I've been trying to process, namely like what is genetics and then what is uh, beauty and can we speak objectively about beauty in such a way that it's even a useful term to say this person's beautiful or this person's not. I think the the left bound of this thought experiment or of this equation is sort of what we're see- <clears throat> what we're seeing with Calvin Klein and the transgenderism and the just the mania coming out from from the left the left bound of this discussion of trying to take things that we know on a visceral level are ugly, are not beautiful, and say they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we know we know we can demonstrate that because there is a funded corporate agenda to indoctrinate as young as humanly possible what they what their conception of beauty is. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you might say, uh, I think Michelangelo does a, a, a good job of crafting you know the 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 male and female figures. Mm-hmm. And so to use to talk about the the example of your client where, minimal effort and yet they have a body that you could say is kind of more toward the right bound Mm -hmm. of what we would call aesthetic beauty and i realized that that beauty has inertia so i described it i'll be very curious if you think this is a useful uh sentence beauty is what happens when a people group makes the longest running set of correct decisions for mm. human well-being, mm-hmm. and because it's it's generational, there is an inertia. So, like, you can birth a beautiful, healthy child, mm-hmm. and that child inherits all of your correct decisions about like saturated fat and <laughs> latitude or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And they can ruin it, or they can sustain it, and then they can produce more of it if their orienting reflex is such that they find another person that they've recognized as that that beauty. Yeah. It's a really interesting thought. <clears throat> the latitude thing, I don't know, you said latitude or right away in my mind. Um, I like that Latin look, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is interesting, right, that if you look at like uh, uh, Mrs. Universe and shit, uh-huh. it's all Latinas. Uh-huh. Venezuela, Colombia, Brazil, whatever other country. When is the last time that you saw somebody that was like, bro, she's from Antarctica or, 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 or fucking, <laughs> no, okay, let's not go that deep. Um, uh, Canada, Canada, Northern Canada. She's from, what is that? What's it up there? Winnipeg? Is that one of those up there? Like way the fuck that up there? sounds up there. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Winnipeg. <laughs> Miss Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's not to say that everybody's ugly there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no. like, it is interesting that the look that most people are attracted to, there's a lot of overlap, right? A little yeah. bit tan. Why do we all like to go vacation? Even if you live in Winnipeg, you go vacation in Florida, you come back, you're like, fuck, I'm tan, fucking hot shit, right? Yeah. Like, your hair's golden, right? Like, right. it is interesting that towards that, lat- towards that middle latitude area, there's a lot of pretty people there, huh? And it's like a, it's like a look that people that, like, I'm, Rush- I'm Russian, right? So, you know, thank God I'm not from fucking like way northern Siberia. I mean, I was born in Kamchatka, which is right by Canada. So you just oh, made that uh, word up. Alaska, <laughs> Alaska. Sorry, um, but you know, we go vacation to the Black Sea every sure. fucking summer 
and you come back and you just you fuck everybody's like wow you're glowing you're yeah. you're you're golden you know like you, you rarely meet people are like dude i went vacationing in iceland i got no sun <laughs> no sun at all i look great right and i ate yeah. bread and fucking goat head or whatever else they eat over there <laughs> right it's like i i look great it is interesting well, right you're you are correctly touching on the fact that there are there are ephemeral esoteric like platonic forms of beauty that are rooted in physical attributes so um to bring it back to steroids, when you take testosterone, your skin kind of gets a little bit pink because there's an increased circulation. Another thing you brought up, when they go on stage, what do they do to their skin? They tan themselves. They tan themselves. So you have things like uh, increased skin pigmentation. You have um, what you said about the hair too. Uh So this means, all right, so people who get sunlight – Something happens to their physiology that we that we orient toward more than people who have insufficient sunlight. Yes. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Um, really, really, really short people. Really, really, really fat people. We don't innately find those things beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we know? Well, we've had to put millions of dollars into a, telling people that obesity is hot. <laughs> <laughs> We've had. Oh, to, that's the thing that's going to. on right now. It's fucking bananas, bro. <laughs> that's some yeah. American shit right there. <laughs> and so, you have you have these concepts that you can root in the physical, and uh, and that's the stuff that I find in, like I, I can't remember. I think I was just talking about this with my girlfriend, not on anyone's podcast, but uh, talking about like women's body fat percentage and how that's sort of been in flux over the years, the old Renaissance paintings of women where they had like dimples on their butt Mm -hmm. versus, you know, now and all these different things. And I said, well, I don't know what the, the perfectly correct answer is. I have my own preferences, but I can tell you that the, we'll say that the, the left bound is obesity and the right bound might be a female athlete who, who is so lean that she loses her period and can't have children. Very common. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have athletic amenorrhea, and you're going to die of a heart attack any moment. <laughs> and then we can say that, like, beauty is is somewhere that, as Aristotle would say, the golden mean somewhere in the middle of of these two things. And there are like literal, physical, physiologic characteristics that you can attribute to both, and how you achieve both. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think just for me, thinking about it through that lens has made this my own journey more practical uh, and kind of rooted me because since I was 13 and I realized that I didn't have abs, body dysmorphia. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? No, Nick, only women are concerned about their looks and only they can be bullied, okay? Men, I'm sorry. Men, sorry. No, podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't That's another that very, very American pounded into your head thing of like no you don't understand women are killing themselves because they don't look good and women <laughs> women's standards are so much higher and so much greater another thing that yeah i was taught in college in america here that and i was like what are you talking about yeah what about all these dudes with six packs on men's health what the fuck are you talking about yeah what do you, what yeah. 
you these guys are taking girls mostly will like you know again the average girl that doesn't want to fucking take exogenous hormones and hire a coach although they all do a lot of them do that right but they'll just starve themselves right They'll just starve themselves to get really skinny. And dudes fucking will just take steroids, right? They'll they'll fucking go on the forums and sign up for them and get the cheap shit. Like you said, not just order whatever, start taking it, SARMs. So there's yeah. I really don't see I think it's the same. I think the same levels. I really don't see that it's like women are more patronized or whatever, you know. And yeah. I, I don't I think it's the same. Guys just have as much pressure on them to look like whoever, yeah. If anything, I would even go so far as to say that like in all other domains, whether it's college application admittance or anything else, um, it has swung so far in the other direction such that you have the empowerment of the perverted feminine ideal that uh, a woman who just turns 18 and is not physically attractive by any means might actually be uh, exempt, um, exaggerating physical attributes that are in in direct opposition to health and well-being gets an OnlyFans, buys a house and all of twitter goes <laughs> yay you go girl empowerment right right and and to be the best version of a man in today's society it's to be as effeminate as you possibly can be as oh, obsequious yeah. oh you're a smart man you're a smart man yeah because People say that shit, right? Like, oh my God, Instagram is all about guys looking at hot girls. And it's just like, it's all oh, these guys are awful. Blah, blah. Listen, Instagram is actually mostly a female energy. That, that's what it is, right? It's dudes fucking following you because you post a picture of your asshole in a thong every day. That That's not, that's not guys doing that. You're doing it. And guys are following you. Am I saying, by the way, any of this is wrong? No. Do whatever fuck you want to do. I'm, I'm not like, but I'm just acknowledging reality, yeah. right? And yeah. then those same guys are going to the gym and posting dumb fucking mirror pictures of their abs. Why? Because they want to attract you, man. That's why. It's, yeah. not, it's not the other way around. Does a, do girls follow hot dudes on Instagram? For sure. You know, do they like to look at the abs? and For sure, for sure. But let's be real, right? Most girls... Most girls just need you to be in good shape and they're good, right? And then the other stuff is important, right? Your personality, blah, blah, blah. Do you get your shit together, how you treat them, all that other good stuff, right? They don't need, I mean, are there some female bodybuilders that need Hulk Hogan? Yeah, like Rich sure. Piana looks, for sure, for yeah. sure. But as a as a girl, it's just like, yeah, man, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's mostly a female thing. It's not driven by guys, even though all. all these kind of you know feminist types or you know like i said social study no uh communi communication study t professors at fucking <laughs> ucla they like to say it's a guy driven thing but no it's actually uh, driven by women it's driven by women and then also for other women and then yes it's, it's, <laughs> yes it's leaving it's leaving my brain i don't want it to go too far um <laughs> instagram females driven by women uh, I was I'll I'll, it'll come back. Okay. But uh, yeah. Oh, yes. In my in my dysmorphic chase for what I think is is the best version of Nick's body. I've realized how unimportant that is to all women mm -hmm. that like the things that women find attractive about me. Mm -hmm. um, it's rarely actually the body. 
that keeps them around for longer than like the first few moments of conversation mm-hmm. and realizing that and finding a truly feminine woman who appreciates just actual masculine traits beyond height, shoulder, breadth, anything like that, mm-hmm. I started to realize more and more like what makes a man attractive is about 58 other things beyond his body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, uh, you have to go to a completely different niche of Instagram to find that sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying, sort of Nick, concept. is I should be fat and you should be fat, right? That, that's it, right, yes. Nick? Right? Yes. For those, for those people that like, but, you know, yes, no, you're not saying that, Nick. No. Are no. you saying that you should keep yourself in shape and chin check yourself every once in a while? Like, hey, buddy, let's get to the gym, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. But yeah. it is interesting. It is interesting that whenever you see those um, fat Italian dudes on boats, that have the 20 year old chicks and you know, the, the dudes are like always wearing a speedo and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, they're fat out of shape old. Right. I mean, they're balls. They could probably wrap it around their gooch to the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're so stretched out. Yeah. It is funny that you don't see it the other way around a lot. Yeah. Uh, are there instances? Yes. That one uh, billionaire Spanish lady that had that like, 30-year-old model boyfriend. I can't remember her name, but I think you might have known what I'm talking about. She might have passed away recently too. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, (laughs) It is interesting, right, that you don't see it that often the other way around. Am I saying something wrong about it? Am I saying like girls are hoes or what? No. No, I'm just saying it is interesting and it's the reality of life, right? Like I I fully support those old dudes having 20-year-old chicks. Seriously. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't think... Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm all for people doing whatever they want to do, honestly. I, I can't say – I don't think life is so simple as like do that, don't do that. You should – you know, at that age, you should be married and have kids and – I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I, I Do I think that's also a great thing? Yes. Um, but, you know, I just find it interesting that you don't see it the other way around with women, old women having, you know, 25-year-old male model, Camel Klein models like you said. Yeah. Well, I think – should I should I should I say a bunch of objective truths that make people uncomfortable, or should I just let that be? Yeah, fuck it, it's my podcast. Just go for it. Don't even ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it, it is the case that in the instance of the the billionaire playboy with a twenty year old, mm-hmm. it's the slightly perverted version of the ideal man who can infinitely provide and therefore gets to gets to pick the top of the top mm-hmm. and most women are not the provider by nature of being the nurturer and the bearer and creator of life goddamn sexist goddamn sex <laughs> so it makes sense to me that that we for every 10,000 uh Hugh Hefner's, you get like one billionaire woman mm-hmm. with a 30-year-old guy. Yeah. Does it happen? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I, I know – Um, what's that actor from Kick-Ass? Remember that fucking guy? You know that guy from Kick-Ass? And he was uh... – Nick Cage. No, no. <laughs> no, I love Nick Cage. Not though. Chloe the, the young kid that um, plays the actual Kick-Ass guy. Whatever the fuck that kid's name is. We can look it up in a second. Somebody's probably screaming like, you fucking asshole. Um, you know, he's also done, um, Anna Karenina. Um, you know, that guy, what's his name? I'm going to look it up here in a second. 
I don't know why I'm thinking Michael Sarah, and I know it's not Michael Sarah. No, 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 no. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor. Oh Johnson. yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever seen his wife? She's about 25 or 30 years older than him. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah, and he's a he's a young, handsome motherfucker, isn't he? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd fuck that guy, you know. No homo. <laughs> she's sure. uh she's uh she's 54 okay and he oh i think he just turned 30 31 31 okay okay and you know so it does happen does it happen that you know and like i hope she doesn't listen to this podcast neither, neither does he but like she's not the sexiest baby in town you know what i'm saying that's all sure. i'm not gonna say anything terrible she's not she's not like ugly i would never be like oh my god but do I think that that handsome, young, studded, good act? He's a good actor too, by the way. I, I think he's solid. I'm I'm a fan. Um, he's five eleven, so he's not like five five, you know. So, Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so does it happen? Yes, for sure. But it is interesting. It is interesting that it happens the other way around a lot more. And I and I wanted to talk about this because you were you were talking about you said something about culture, I think, or maybe I just thought of it, but. You know, I will tell you though, this is this hot topic, it's a hot button topic and it's a taboo topic. But it's really a taboo topic mostly in America, really. You know, everywhere else you go, yeah. yeah. People don't really everybody kind of just go it's it's like if you were to say this, like, oh, there's this dude, this Italian guy, this millionaire guy with a boat, okay? With a boat. He's fat, <laughs> he's bald, and he has like a million dollars in the bank, but dude. But he's so ugly, but he has this girl and she's like 22 years old. Can you fucking believe that? Everywhere else Every in the world. Every other country yeah. in the planet is racist, homophobic, <laughs> misogynistic. Everywhere else. Yeah, everybody just kind of goes, seconds. what? Like, duh. Like, they literally would be like, duh. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like if you looked at them and you're like, water is wet. They'd be like, what? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, because you see that a lot in Russia, too. You know, you see a lot of those guys that are – Russia is a unique country. There's there's a few countries out there like that. Russia, Thailand is like that where girls are extremely beautiful, can, can be. Am I, of course, there's – you know, okay, whatever. We're we're being as racist and as, as stereotypical as possible here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so girls are really beautiful, but guys a lot of times are just fucking, you know, those just – masculine dudes but they're like ugly you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very common so it's very common yeah. you have this you know kind of russian dude with a beautiful hot wife and you're just like oh my god you know and that happens but in america still though because of this and i don't know how it got started i guess it's because you know the history of america and you know all these i don't know maybe it's free speech i you know i don't think like all things in life i don't think you can pinpoint it to one thing but there's definitely that been that push right of like like you know, sec- feminism and all that kind of stuff. But so we're to the point of where if you're in America and you see that, you're kind of like, what? Right? Like you're kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe that young beautiful woman would go with this <laughs> ugly guy. And I mean, there's a lot of hot dudes in America, so I think there's a lot more than in Russia currently. So I was talking with a a Norwegian, Norwegian, Danish, one of the two, Hi. somewhere over there, <laughs> <laughs> and. This is a couple of years ago, and I asked him, what do you guys do? I started from like the economic route because I knew about 70% of their life was, was subsidized by the government. And uh, I was just curious, so like, what does your day-to-day life look like? Because obviously you're not worried about food. You're not worried about rent. Um, you're not worried about health care. Mm-hmm. 
So you're, those three main things are what drive Americans to try and pr- like produce as much wealth as they can to take mm. care of that and then go have fun. What do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. And he, he said, you know, I hang out with my family mm. and he, there was a hobby that we both do. And he's like, so I do this, this hobby. And, uh, you know, sometimes I go to the market and like get some, some food and stuff. <laughs> and I said, but like, what's, what is greatness to you? Like, yeah. what is peak? Yeah. Just, you did it, whatever that is. And he was like, he just didn't have a concept of that. Yeah. And I had nowhere to put what he said in my brain. There was no space on my motherboard where that fit in. <laughs> and I, I'm so caught between, uh, that European idea of, the the man is an end in and of himself to be and to live. Mm-hmm. And then what has been dialed up to 11 in America, which is you are exactly as worthy of existence as how beautiful and successful you are. Mm. Dude, it's a uh, fucking, you just hit the nail on the head, I think, my friend. And you brought up the uh, socioeconomic kind of thing. Um, well, you brought, was it, is it Denmark you said? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, um, I've made a, I made a lot of friends in Switzerland while I was in college, and um, I've been there, I don't know, five to ten times somewhere there. I've been there a lot, um, and I don't think we have any Swiss listeners, and I'm sorry if we do. But um, I, every time I've been there, I could not find a girl that I was like, "Wow, she she's hot." Like, I, I, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. By the way, fucking fantastic country. Yeah. Chocolate factory. You go to that Kaye <laughs> chocolate factory. It's fantastic. Look, guys, your chocolate outstanding, but I'd never reproduce with you. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, transportation, although be it fucking expensive. It's like 60 francs just to get from one side to another side using the train, which is like, uh-huh. uh, and by the way, francs are like one franc is a million dollars. You know, it's just like, what? <laughs> It's, that's a conversion rate. I'm serious. So if you go to Switzerland, bring a lot of dollars. Okay, I'm just highly <laughs> recommended. Um, outstanding. Uh, mountains, nature, uh, grass-fed beef, which you can just drive through anywhere in the country and just you see grasses, uh, um, cows feeding on grasses. Outstanding. Women, not outstanding. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. And I've and I've and I had. Um, I, I had other friends visit and they tell me the same thing. I don't know. And that thing that you brought up about that drive, because if you don't know, Switzerland is a fucking fantastic country. Like if you work there as a 16 year old in a coffee shop, you get paid like, I don't know, equivalent to in America, you get paid like $30 an hour. You know, they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make a lot of money. All of them go traveling abroad when they're 18. Um, and it's funny enough to shittier countries because they always they they want to go and experience you know bullshit, which is so funny how life is, right? You always <laughs> you always want to like know the opposite, and you think there's some sort of something inherently awesome. Dude, let's go to Uruguay. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. Madagascar is a common destination. I'm not kidding, dude. Um, so yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing because, like you said, because maybe that drive of like you got to get the Lamborghini. You got to be Hulk Hogan, brother. You got to wake up. You got to take your vitamins, your steroids, and you got to look good. Otherwise, chicks aren't going to fuck you. Maybe yeah. I think there's definitely something to that, man. It's really, really fascinating you brought that up. Have you ever read Ayn Rand as a as a Russian? I read what? Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand? What's A-Y-N that? A-Y-N Rand. I, 
No, what is that? Is wow. it Russian? I like uh, like Atlas Shrugged. She's an author. Atlas Shrugged. Um, no. The Fountainhead. She must be Anthem. A, not like old, right? Kind of kind of recent. Fifties. Fifties. Nineteen fifties. How do you? What's what's the that's the that's the name of the writer? I mean, yeah. Dostoevsky talked to me. Tolstoy talked to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he never got around there. How do you spell it? R A N D. Ayn Rand. A Y N R A N D. R I N D. R I R A. R A. Yeah. N D. And what's the first yeah. name? Ayn A Y N. A Y N. And that's a it's a pseudonym for something longer and more Russian. Well, she's first of all Jewish, so I don't right away. I don't know, my friend. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Me, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just mean uh, I just mean in the sense of that you know maybe I'm just I don't know maybe it became so she's the writer of Atlas Shrugged. Yes. Oh, I mean I've seen that fucking shitty um, uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, what's the actor? Uh, remind me of that actor's name. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Atlas Shrugged. Is that is that the one? I'm, was he in there? Was he in? I don't think so. Maybe maybe I'm fucking up. See, I'm going all over the place here. No, I just meant in the sense that um, things that were written by Jews back then were suppressed for sure. So like I don't know. I guess. Honestly, dude, I can tell you for sure, Atlas Shrugged is a much bigger hit in America than it is in Russia, for sure. Oh, yeah, well, no question. So she moved from from Russia to New York. Oh, well, that okay. So it wasn't written in Russian. Okay, that's correct. That's where I was like, what? I had no idea. Okay, so maybe she came here. What, like as a kid? I'm guessing. No, brother. Yeah. Never read it. Never. I've seen. I think the movie, but I don't know much about it. Well, tell me, man. So that that's been a, a big impact on my life over the last I'd say three years, and she is um, up next to like Milton Freeman and that mindset of like Rothbardian libertarianism of if man was just free to without any sort of government involvement he would rise to new heights because of free trade capitalism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really pulls a lot from Aristotle and his his metaphysics and understanding. And on the subject of European self-actualization versus American self-actualization, I think she's done the best job I've found so far of what it means to be a fulfilled person in a supposedly free capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I just brought it up is because I haven't yet found somebody who's articulated what I wish we had in America, as well as she has in specifically Atlas Shrugged, um, of pursuing aesthetic beauty mm-hmm. and uh, financial success. And then how she relates that to like what it means to be a, a person with a mind that can produce, that can orient toward beauty and well-being and all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. So just given that you're a Russian, I just did the like, you're Asian. List. That's Asian, so therefore you must know <laughs> it. put it thing. on a list. No, I mean, I, I probably should, you know, like I said. Like I said, classic Russian novels that, you know, you read in school, you know, as a kid. I read them all. Um, but um, no, like I said, I think it was just because obviously she, she wrote it when she was here, right? When she After she migrated and everything, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. So, yeah, probably that's why. I, I don't even know what it would translate to in Russian. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'll put it on a list, my man. But – that that is an d- interesting thing, right? I mean, I'll tell you, you know, look, Russia, all those years of communism, right? My mom told me this the other day. Shout out to mama, um, if she's listening. Um, 
you know, she said, um, yeah, you know, Russian women, we've, we've been through that um, kind of thing of, I'm a woman, I want to be equal to man. Uh, I, I, what the fuck, we need to be even, we're going to, you know, you do, you do th- this, so I'm going to do the same thing. We've been through that through communism. That shit ended. We want to, we, we, we want to like enjoy life now and get taken out and wear high heels and ride in Audis. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. that stereotypical culture now, right? The stereotypical is mm-hmm. like the Russian woman that comes over and, you know, takes your money and marries the American guy. And, and <laughs> but that's why that exists because we've had that other shit that America's currently g- going through. Is it, you know, the same? No, there's, you know, there's of course degrees and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, Russia's been there, done that, you know, and and America is right now was pr- it's probably the other way, right? It was like get taken out, be the Playboy model, be whatever, and now it's kind of going through this period of like, okay, we want to be equal to men, blah blah blah. So, you know, everybody else is sexist, and um, feminism. The Bolshevik, the Bolshevik revolution in the communist Bolshevik revolution in Russia, I would propose is being enacted on the United States by the same individuals. There is a communist Bolshevik revolution in the United States happening at the same time. And what's so incredible about Atlas Shrugged is she takes the aesthetic question of communism, right? Like how can an economic, a theoretically economic system affect music, affect movies and like your, your physical shape? Like why, why is, uh, how come I can look at somebody and know their political views? <laughs> it's very interesting. But seriously, but seriously, how come I can do that? Not always, not 100% of the time, but right. why is it the case that there's articles coming out saying that if you lift weights, you're a neo-Nazi fascist? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you tend to be Republican, right? Or you yeah. tend to be Republican. If you eat red meat, this is this is like a crisis of, of whiteness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating that I, I do feel like I am tap dancing over laser beams a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, I just man. think it's I just think it's fascinating that you can take uh, philosophical, esoteric ideas about the 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 moral questions, and it comes out in your in how big your muscles are and what food you put on your plate, mm-hmm. and your hormone levels. It's like even the anterior pelvic tilt. <laughs> well, just is, everything aesthetically, right? If you live in a suburban neighborhood and your house looks like this and you have this type of car, you're probably a Republican. Or if you live in fucking Los Angeles and you have a small apartment and you have like a shitty chihuahua dog that barks at everybody, you're probably voted for <laughs> Hillary Clinton, right? Like those are true. Those are like you said, yeah, it's, there's a lot of truths to that. And, and then you can kind of take it also into the, uh, the Instagram only fans, female aesthetic, the, the left and right bounds that I talked about, like how far you're willing to let your body go or even promote certain phenotypes of obesity or the color of your hair or hy- hygiene, any of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how that relates to what I would argue is the essence of femininity, which is the ability to bear healthy children, to produce more life because, Hey, you're a woman and that's, you're the only one who could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have, and the reason I, I brought up the anterior pelvic tilt thing is the most recent study I saw about that is that uh, people high in estrogen have a have a greater degree of anterior pelvic tilt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
oh, wait a second, your, your hormones affect your literal posture and I can see that when I look at you. Sure, sure. It's true. Um, yeah, being a trainer, you know, working with people physically, you start, you start seeing a lot of um, patterns. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I can kind of tell you've been vegan for the last five years or vice versa, <laughs> right? Or, or whatever, you, you eat, yeah. you know, too much or you eat too little. It's so true. I got to ask you, it's when someone walks in your, in your place of business, mm-hmm. have you ever just been like, man, this, this motherfucker drinks oat milk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can usually figure that out within the first five minutes of talking to them, my brother. So, you know, you know, common give, giveaway, like, um, one time I, uh, I, I, I went to a coffee shop and I, this is before I had like an espresso, espresso machine and I asked for just a shot of espresso and, and they gave me a little shot of espresso and a little paper cup. Mm. And um, I was just sitting my espresso and somebody walked in and she started talking to me. This woman started talking to me. She goes, um, oh, she looks at my espresso cup. She's like, oh, oh my God, espresso cup. If, if, if there's not enough waste of regular cups, now we need to make more wasteful cups. And I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's an oat milk drinker right there. Boom. In my mind. Just, <laughs> all right. These sort of people that try to save the world, you know, by saying something stupid like that, like plastic straws. Right. You know, there was, right. you know, there's a law in LA now. Like you can't, you have to ask for a paper straw, uh, for yes. a plastic straw. And it's so yeah. fucking annoying because you go to a spot and they give you this paper straws and you start sipping in it and then you start sipping paper and you're like, mm, <laughs> this is so good because the fucking paper straws fall apart. Yeah, but, whenever I have the, the misfortune of being on a on a work trip to <laughs> this the hell the shithole country that you live in, <laughs> hey, um, come on, it's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, circling all the way, all the way back yeah. with the idea of like endocrine disrupting chemicals. Why do you think it is that maybe they were all just lying? But why do you think it is that golden age bodybuilders did require? infinitely less steroids to achieve what we now orient ourselves toward. Yeah, that's a good good, good thing to talk about. Um, first of all, the biggest thing, I think, like all things, again, it's not just one thing. Um, the biggest thing, though, I think, well, I know from, by the way, I work out of Gold's Venice over here, which is not the OG, OG gym where Arnold and the boys trained. That just became a house now, but they left the, the sign of Gold's Gym in the back. It's still on there. You can drive by it. Um, but they moved that location eventually down the street, kind of. It's on um, off of Main Street in Santa Monica, and it's technically Venice. Um, so anyway, so I'm around these sort of guys, and I'm around some of the OGs that have been there for a while. Um, Rick Drayson, you know, used to be there, passed away, rest in peace. I'm supposed to have him on a podcast, but um, didn't you know? Just died literally. I, we had we were talking, and then he was like, "All right, I'll, I'll let you know," and fucking died. It's kind of sad. Did you take the vaccine? No, no, no. This is this is pre-pent. This is like. Not pre-pandemic, like early, I think, right when things okay. were just like trying to get figured out. At least I don't think so, you know, so I don't know. But he was sort of falling apart for a while there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you, you were asking me about, um, yeah, why? Well, so like I said, first of all, talking to all these guys and seeing some of their interviews, and, you know, it's one thing to read shit, by the way, another thing to like see people say that stuff because – you can fucking Google Arnold Schwarzenegger workout and like whatever you see written there, it's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. 
It's bullshit. You don't know. You know, I have his, you know, I have his fucking, you know, like his encyclopedia here. Like, you know, I have this stuff. I mean, this is more accurate, probably more accurate to, you know, what he would really say. But even this, it's, you, you don't really fucking know. And, you know, all this stuff you see written, it's, because I, by the way, I'm a victim of that too. You know, where you used to find your, type in favorite bodybuilder and Google workout routine. You see some yep. article by some asshole that he used to do four sets of 10. He used to do this and that. And you don't know. Anyway, I'm uh, going on a tangent here. So I think the biggest thing is that steroids were real. I think they were taking real shit made oh, by the pharmacy. Okay. There were there were there were no Mexican bathtub uh, steroids. There were no Whoa. nobody was making that shit. Now that was you had to go to an actual doctor, like a real real doctor. There was a few guys in town that everybody knew. Some of them are still around, by the way. That you know you used to get the prescription for. It was like this is the guy. Go to him, and right, he would right. just prescribe it to. to um, uh, to professional bodybuilders, like pros, you know, like real, real pros, yeah. like Arnie and whatever, Danny Padilla, any of these, you know, uh, fucking the Black Panther, um, Jesus, my, his, my, my, his name is slipping, Robbie Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. So they were taking real shit. And you know how much of them, how much Diana ball they were taking? 10 milligrams. Two, two to five milligrams. Two to five milligrams. You, you take it and they would blow up. they blow up. I talked to Rick about this. They'd fucking blow up, bro. You take five milligrams. If you've never done a cycle before, you take two to five. I, I don't remember if, if a pill had two or five, but I just remember him saying two to five. So maybe, you know, maybe take two. And we all know, by the way, because with steroids, it's a slippery slope. You're going to go, all, you, you know, you're never going to take the dosage. But he said, you would just take two to five milligrams and you fucking blow up. You go into the gym, oh you, my God. you get pumped, your fucking arms explode. Okay, you're, you, you just get you swollen. Now, like you said, 10 milligrams, not even, you, you take pills that are 100 milligrams and nothing happens for six weeks, right? So that's, I think that's the biggest, the biggest. Wow. Um, I'm so glad I asked because never, that's not what I would have thought the answer was. Well, yeah, that's, like I said, it's never one thing, but I do know that that's a fact and that's from talking to a bunch of guys that were actually there, that actually are honest about it, you know. That it was a real deal, like I said, and also if you think about it logic, like I said, there was no, there was no fucking, uh, like you said, Mexican pharmacies online selling this shit. It was just real stuff, and, you know. That's, there's a whole fascinating history of steroids too, by the way, you know, because they were kind of used for um, soldiers and mm-hmm. burn victims. To this day, children that get burnt, like have severe burns, and because that that would cause them to have deformities as they're growing, as as they're fucking, you know. Growing up, they're prescribed Anavar, by the way, because that yeah. one specifically has the least amount of side effects and stuff, right? It's not as androgenic. Um, it's not as toxic to the liver. So anyway, so these things were like real things, you know, that were prescribed for people for real things, for real stuff besides just gaining muscle, right? HIV patients, all that kind of stuff. Um, but HIV patients, that's like 70s, right? E- even before that. So it's, right. a, it's a really long history. So I think that's the biggest thing. The second thing is... Um, they were training hard, dude. They were fucking yeah. training hard. Yeah. You know, they were really training. There's not a lot of videos still left around of, of uh, those times, you know, but you can find them on YouTube. These motherfuckers, you know, you do a set, then I do a set. As soon as I'm done, you're doing the set. We're not, 
we don't there was no there was no uh beats by dre headphones <laughs> right there there was no there was twitter no you check twitter there was no bcaa drinks they had like a shitty water fountain in the corner <laughs> right seriously right yeah, yeah so they would all you know it, it was just like set up set after set you know i mean their workouts were probably i don't know two hours maybe maybe not that long I'm sure some of them trained longer. I'm sure like Arnold is known to do a lot of volume again from things that I hear from dudes that were actually there working out with him. So he would trade longer. But if you look at some of those guys talking about it or videos or read about it, a lot of them would, would like go in the gym in the morning, go in the gym in the afternoon. Why did they do that? Because they, they, they realize that like, are you like, because if you think about it, why wouldn't they just do the whole thing in one go, right? And then go home and rest for the rest of the day. Well, because they realize like maybe around hour and a half, two hours, you start, your tank starts running low, right? Yeah. You, can t- you can talk about the testosterone drop. You can talk about the, the estrogen increase. You can talk about your heart, uh, blood pressure going, whatever. Point is, they're running out of fuel, right? Their, their gas tank is going low. So they'd go home or go to the beach oftentimes. It was a common thing that they say, at least guys in the golden era out here. And uh, refuel, chill, eat some food, uh, take a nap. And go back and train again. So, so you know, and like I said, and then when they would go back to training, they'd be training really fucking hard. Where is so now, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another question about the training specifically, because I watched these videos of them doing like minimum 12 reps with like 405 mm-hmm. squats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Arnold's just like, you bitch, like do another. <laughs> yeah, do that, that seems like, from Pumping Iron. That's that's Arnold and uh, <clears throat> Ed, uh, Ed Corny. Ed Corny. Yeah. Arnold and Ed so, Corny. But in general, I mean, I've watched a lot of Dorian Yates training and uh, <laughs> I mean, these people are just, they're animals, but I personally have been experiencing what I would, what I would consider sort of a, a chronic fatigue for the better part of a decade where I go to the gym and the, the idea of doing more than like a five by five on squats and then not feeling like I'm ready to just be comatose mm-hmm. is so rare mm-hmm. and do you think that just the general like hypothyroidism, shit in our water, growing up on ranch dressing, 5G is making us like less able to output kilojoules of energy in the gym than this golden age? So again, like all things, <laughs> I say that same thing again. It's not just one thing. Do I think do do I think that that stuff you know gives you less uh, you know fucking just you know life energy in general? Yes, you know, but I'll also say this, dude, like think about living in California in 1970, you had one car, you paid insurance for it. What is it like fucking $25 a year back then or something like that? (laughs) Okay, seriously. Yeah. Cost of living was, I don't know, whatever, fucking $250 a month. Okay. Yeah. And that's not even expensive by LA. I mean, that was expensive by LA standards, but not comparative to now now you know if i tell you like people pay two thousand dollars for a studio apartment you'd be like what you know what i'm saying and back then it was like oh it's a little more expensive in in, in the cities mm-hmm. is it wasn't like a, oh my god um you, you had you probably most guys were married by then right stable mm-hmm. life you live in california there's sun every day you go to work you come home nine to five done five days a week done you don't have 
fucking, oh, you also got to pay this insurance and that insurance. Mm. And you got to make sure that you're not going to get fired. And you got to do the fucking sexist and racist training for work. And you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you got to go. Uh, so I think like just in general, life is just becoming more complicated, right? Like, wouldn't you agree that, you know, like sometimes you talk to like your grandparents and you're like, what'd you guys do? And like, like you said, it's just like, oh, yeah. wake up, go to work, come home. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. it was I was like, a person. I yeah. breathed and that was sufficient. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, just in general, fucking life is a lot more complicated. So I think that, mm -hmm. dude, I mean, if you live in a city like I do, I talk to people, you know, some people are fucking working 10 hour, 12 hour shifts. Yeah. And, and then they got to drive in traffic, right? They got to drive in traffic mm -hmm. home. It's 40 minute traffic. Some asshole cut you off and honks at you and fucking yells at you. <laughs> and you might get into a fight. And then you got to check your Instagram. You got to check your Twitter because people are contacting you. And then you get home and your boss writes you another fucking email. And then Trump is going to get reelected. Oh my God, Trump might get it. You know what I'm saying? So there's yeah. just like nonstop of like, dun, 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 mm. the fucking Led Zeppelin, right? Ah, <laughs> dun, 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 ah, right? Just yeah. 24. And then you go to the gym and work out. You know what I'm saying? So by the wow. time you get to the fucking gym, you are, your life energy is so spent right and also you're trying to have a life you know what i'm saying like like right like you're saying you want to go to the gym because you want to take care of yourself and look good and be able to hang out with your girlfriend and feel cool right like and that's that's the, that's the good stuff that's the stuff that like you should be doing but even doing that it still takes your life energy right whatever yeah, chi yeah. or whatever you know i'm just saying like in, in general you know like so if you're, you're thinking of yourself as, as a car which you probably shouldn't but i'm just saying you know <laughs> your tank is fucking going down and it's going down fast and it's yeah. going down fast and then and then, oh, I can't sleep at night. Oh, fucking great. Well, well, what you got to do tomorrow morning? Oh, I got to go to work at 7 a.m. All right. Right? And then you got to take fucking um, Adderall because you can't focus because yeah. you're so tired. But you got to go to the gym because if you don't go to a gym, you're a fucking fat asshole. Yeah. So what do you do? You're not worthy of being looked at. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, I, I feel it for those people that – Dude, and that's not like a small – that's like a big percentage. That's a big percentage of people in the United States and other yet countries that are, that are becoming that I, more like U.S. Yet another thing that I never would have considered. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know – It was – hearing sorry, my dad. But, uh -huh. My dad grew up in the like 80s and his his childhood is a lot more of like what Arnold described. Now, obviously, Arnold's a bit older than my dad, but – um, I, well, there was a, I think a biography that Arnold wrote and I was seeing a few snippets from what he was saying, how they would, they would go out camping and like bring wine and food and a bunch of girls and uh -huh. have campfires and lift weights and then drink wine and then try and lift weights after they drank wine and then uh -huh. have an orgy and then like <laughs> swim. And then, and I'm like, where, how do you pay for yeah, things? Right? Yeah. Like that's the first thing that goes through my brain is like, how do you fund this? Yeah. But you could because back then. That's the thing. You could. You could. You could. And it was normal. It was, now, it was not weird. Now it's a weird thing, right? I have like a 900 square foot duplex <laughs> and I'm paying 1150 a month. And uh -huh. if like if I don't orient my life toward generating cash, 24-7. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 24-7, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, of course, yeah. It's a great, of course, I don't want to go squat 405 for 13 reps. Yeah, why the <laughs> fuck would you? Yeah. Now, could you? Yeah. And do you do, do people do it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. on, a, on a practical aspect now, like, look, I have a client, you know, he, movie editor. There we go. Right. So, you know, you're in the movies. I'm just saying, yeah. just thought of him. Movie editor uh, has worked on a lot of real, real things that people have seen. You probably have seen too. 
So he's working, you know, the director sits behind him, does cocaine and Red Bull for 10 hours straight. I'm not kidding. This is, you know, this is a real, real story, real thing. Yeah, yeah. And he sits in front of a blue lit fucking computer with his eyeballs this <laughs> close to it for 10 hours, okay? And he's got to edit this shit. And yeah. this director every fucking two seconds. Oh, no, no, no. No, hold on. Put that in front of this one. Oh, no, never mind. Put it back. Oh, you know what? Never mind. It was the first. Fuck! You know what I'm saying? All day, okay? You know what I mean? Can you imagine yeah, that? Yeah. And then. And then he is like, all right, dude, I'll see. we're training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days a week. Hey, see, uh, he, hey, hey, I'll see you for a workout in an hour. Okay, comes in. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm all right. I just got off work an hour ago. I've been at it since 9. It's, it's 9 p.m. now. We train it at, at 9.30. <laughs> okay. And, and what'd you, this is Monday. What'd you do last night? Oh, I went out with my girlfriend because she, she doesn't like to. She gets crazy at home. We need to go out. Yeah. We need to party. Right, chicks yeah. love doing stuff. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm. Is, is there something wrong with his girlfriend? No, chicks like doing stuff. So he he went out to a a a, a morning. Uh, what do you call it? a pool party in the morning? And then they went out at night, and then they went dancing. And then uh, he slept for four hours. But director's there the next day, so he's working all fucking day. Day's over. We planned a workout. What's he gonna like? What's he gonna do? Not show up? He's a good guy, really good guy. I love this guy, and he has good intentions, right? He's like, I gotta show up. I mean, what am I gonna do? Just let myself get out of shape? And he's right. Like, why? Mm-hmm. But that's the schedule. So, so you know, like, what do I do practically with a person like that? I, I just, I, because so many times, I would just go. You know, if, if there's a possibility to reschedule, I just reschedule with people right away. Yeah, Back yeah. in my old young and like fucking ah days i would just fucking <laughs> no motherfucker suck it up and i found over time that that just digs people deeper into the hole yes the workouts yes. become shittier uh they start feeling shittier and eventually as a trainer they probably start hitting you stop hitting you up and it's not realizing yeah. not not because it's your fault because you are doing your job right you're just you your job as a trainer is to murder people well i mean that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. think i mean that's another thing we can talk about too but you know mo- a lot of trainers just just murder people and a lot of people want to get murdered. You know why? Because they can't sleep. Because mm-hmm. they're so. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I keep doing that, but that's all, hilarious. All keep day, <laughs> all day. <laughs> and so when they get home, and they haven't got murdered at a 24-hour fitness by a, by by a trainer, they need to fucking get murdered. They can't sleep, dude. Yeah. They can't yeah. sleep and they can't relax. And but then if they go to a class, do an hour workout, and the trainer is like, "Yeah, motherfucker, ten more pushups, or you're gonna die," right? Or um, Soul Cycle—that's another yeah. popular Soul Cycle, right? Why do people love that? Yeah, yeah, they say it's like, oh, because you're doing it. To- no, just because they're getting murdered, and you have a dude yeah. yelling at you, and there's no way out, Nick. You're on this bike now, motherfucker, and I'm right in your face. I'm right here. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go, right? So with that's the, what they with the microphone just like this, the mi- yeah, in their face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they get off the bike sometimes and they walk up to you like, huh, what's going on? Or or you know, or at least like, well, okay, oh, you're tired today? Okay, just don't stop. Don't stop. And then you, you have this trick in your mind, right? Like, well, well, fuck, dude, I'm worn out and I have like I am at zero. But like, what am I gonna do? Like be a fucking piece of shit and not work out today? No. Because people, you know, have the good intention in mind of like, I'm going to keep myself in shape. I don't want to get out of shape because I'm working like a slave every day and I'm fucking tired. So I'm going to keep myself at it and eventually this will end and it never ends. And so, and all over time, those people are just like, so what I do with those people is I just, if I can reschedule, I'm like, no, tomorrow. Okay. The next day, whatever. And if not 30 minute workout, 
hard, you know, not again, because we all, we, I know this is not going to be hard as, as good as you can be, you know, because I also will like, I'll see them on a different day when they haven't had a day like that. And they're like three times better, right? Very, it's just, it's just, you know, so common. You know, I, I see a client, another one, he's a lawyer. He's had calls nonstop, nonstop, all fucking day, nonstop, bum, 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 bum. I show up, let's do 10 pushups. He can do eight. Can, mm-hmm. On a good day, he does 25. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, those things really affect you. So if you're one of those people, you know, that has a schedule like that, I just recommend fucking 30 minutes, get moving and just get it over with quick versus like the one hour, like fucking also like power lifters, like wrap your elbows around and (laughs) put your belt on and put the chalk on. It's like, oh my God. And then do the hardest thing possible. Strength training. Lift literally the heaviest thing you could possibly pick up. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's all strength training. You know, these labels are dumb anyway, but I'm saying like the typical strength training of what we think of like five reps or lower, right? One to five. Yeah. Let's max out on deadlift after that fucking day. Good idea. No, like, don't do that. Get some volume in, get some basic stuff in push ups, pull ups, squats, never hurt you. Some sit ups, repeat it five rounds, go as fast as you fucking can. 30 minutes, get the fuck out, go sleep. That's it. Well, isn't it fascinating that the. So, everything that you just said, first of all, hadn't thought of before, which I, I love that. The bringing in uh, some, some like, Ray and then some Arnold and then and then modern day soul cycle culture. I think it's fascinating that a beautiful body was achievable in an era when the cost of living and the effort to live was minimal. It was achievable. It wasn't overwhelming. But now we are essentially doing like strength training just to stay alive. And like our bodies are reacting physiologically with like the same catecholamines as if we just trained with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mm -hmm. all we did was stare at a blue screen and hate ourselves for eight hours. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, because we watched our body deteriorate week after week, we think, all right, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to, I'm going to eat some green leaf in my dinner and I'm, I'm going to go increase the lactate content of all of my muscles as <laughs> as high as I possibly can. I'm just going to make sure that my TSH goes through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's all because like we are in this. Do, do you follow Soul Bra on uh, Instagram? I've heard of him. I don't follow him, but I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Something that I've really appreciated and I have no idea. Again, this is, I hate that this is the question that comes to my brain is how does this dude make money? <laughs> like the fact that that's the first thing in my mind, but this some, something that characterized the golden age of bodybuilding is like light touch, mm-hmm. two milligrams of diameter, mm-hmm. right? Work, mm-hmm. work this job. And now I paid my bills. It was just a little light touch and you solved your problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so the difference between the mild mannered guy with a job and wife and kids, and then like an Arnold Schwarzenegger was time in the gym, not 5,000 other characteristic differences yes yes you can see this point in things like equipment i was just talking explaining somebody to this um the i our our whatever culture whatever whatever the fuck it is our current minds not current just our minds in general this is this has always been the truth i think um in our mind if you go into a gym and it has a lot of advanced fancy complex 
complex, complicated, unique machines and even barbells because you know now they make dumbbells that their heads spin like watson you know i'm talking about oh yeah all kinds of stuff right you would think that you would get a better workout and a better result Mm -hmm. and a better um you know you would accomplish more because you have all this complexity around you but the funny thing is that the dudes that are real fucking savages right if you're a wrestler or a boxer or mma fighter the scariest dude is that Cuban guy from the fucking <laughs> from from rural Cuba, right? From the shithole town in Cuba, and all they had there was like a pull-up bar, a dip yeah. bar, and a bench press. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And those guys, you see those guys, and you're like, "What were you doing?" And that's that's all they were doing. They were just doing those basic things. So in yeah. our minds, it's like more complexity equals more uh, advanced, you know, results. Yeah, but actually, simplicity drives comp- more advanced results. You know, or yes, simplicity makes you want to get a little more complex with stuff. And I think that's kind of the cycle that goes. You know, you have basics, then some dudes get do it and they master it, and then they're like, "Well, we gotta take it somewhere new." So they take it somewhere new, but then other guys see that and they're like, "This is fucking stupid. Let's go back to the basics." And it just keeps going on and on and on. Yep. Because like yep, I said, forever. in in Russia again, you know. Old school Soviet Russia, that's all people had. Dip bars, pull-up bars, a couple of kettlebells. But it developed savages because people got creative with the basics. They also, they first mastered the basics and then they got creative with the basics. An example would be like, you know, you start with doing push-ups. And then, oh, hey, you can do push-ups because you have your feet on the ground. What if we have our feet off the ground? Oh, parallel bars. Okay, let's do parallel bars. So you do parallel bars. So now your whole body, what you're doing, right? It's a push up with your feet off the ground, right? Basically, if you think about it, right? Then after that, you're like, well, fucking, I can do three sets of 20. That's pretty easy. And I'm going all the way down, by the way. I'm not doing these like, you know, like the machine that mimics the dip bar. You know what I'm talking about? The worst, stupidest fucking piece of shit ever, right? Because again, it puts you in this weird position, which you would never be. Yep. And the range of motion, again, got to be measured in quarks, right? So, (laughs) So again, so it's like stupid thing. No, all the way down. And then you, okay, well, then you master that. Then you put up some weight around your waist. Yeah. And by the way, this is golden era stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, I, I can pull up some pictures if you want, but they're in there, right? Dudes doing dips with 245 plates around their waist. Okay. Then we got to take it somewhere, you know, and if you're not a bodybuilder, this is a bodybuilder, but if you're not a bodybuilder, you do that, then you're like, well, what else can I do with my hands on the bar? Oh, I can, you know, put my, my, what if I put my legs over my head? Oh, those are, those, those are handstand pushups. Oh, fuck. This is hard. You master, you do those, you master those. What if I, instead of having them above my head, now I have them parallel. Oh, that's a parallette. That That's a planche, right? So see what I'm saying? Like this simple fucking piece of equipment has driven this unique and, and complex stuff. But vice versa never works, man. You have this right. like super nice dumbbell, super nice barbell. And at the end of the day, the stuff that really works is just a basic squat. You know, yeah. like it's not that fucking squat when you sit down and then the, the, the uh, pins fall off, you know, they call it a right. consent. It's not the chains around. It's just a basic fucking squat. So, yeah. you know, so that's the stuff that people should stick with most of the time. I, I have a couple more questions for you. First of all, why the hell do you run? <laughs> well, because again, man, who do I, you think you are? <laughs> hey, man, I mean, you know, again, brother, uh, you know, you go to the gym, right? I, I know people that drive to the gym 
to walk on the treadmill, right? Yeah. Or to go on an elliptical or to go yeah. on a on a bicycle, right? I mean, I think you're you're probably asking me physiologically speaking, right? Why do I run? But yeah, I'm just telling who's, who's chasing you? <laughs> I, well, I'm telling you practically first. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, running to me, the way I look at it and the way I do it, by the way, it's like it's like lying down. It's like squatting off the couch. It's like being able to, uh, you know, sit on your toilet or lie down on the floor and get back up or walk. It's a thing that people have done since the dawn of time. Sure. So I use it as a thing that I should be um, efficient in. Again, okay. not, not efficient as, as in a sense of like a marathon runner. I would never want to do that because those guys don't even look – well, their running is good, right? But they look awful, don't they? They're always very scrawny. Sarcopenic. Sarcopenic. Yeah. Osteopenic. Yep, yep. I don't I don't want to go to that fucking end range. So I say to people, run, but don't become a runner. <laughs> See what oh, I'm saying? Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. So I just I run once a week, twice a week. Um, you know, if if yeah, if I'm feeling chunky. And again, also another thing is if you enjoy because not all people enjoy it. Some people enjoy it, some people don't enjoy it. I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I don't, I, 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 oh my God, dude, what do you mean? I go outside and like just spend 30 minutes in my head. No, I don't want to do that. But sometimes I, I'm like, hey, uh, I put on uh, some fucking new tunes that I find. That's how I find a lot of my music. I'll, I'll put on some music and I just run. It's like a meditation, a meditation for me. Yeah. I'm not timing myself. People that time themselves, unless they're professionals, are assholes. Okay, <laughs> just gonna go out and who, say who drink oat milk. <laughs> they, they come probably home and drink just oat milk out of the carton. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't time myself. I don't. I mean, I kind of know how far I'm running, but I just have a set point here. I just run peer to peer. I just really like that run. It's like Santa Monica Pier to Venice Pier. It's on the beach. I'm getting sun. I'm getting the freshest air possible in LA right by the beach right and that's it sometimes i go to the mountains or whatever so and do you have like a shoe that you wear because like i'm super like flat yeah. uh vivo barefoot type person yeah i've been through i've been through my uh journey with shoes too the first barefoot shoes that i ever got was um new balance was kind of the ogs in making actual zero drop shoes nike started with the nike free it was called, it's funny because it's called free, but it still had like four millimeters um, of a difference, right? Between, so it was like not really free. It's like free-ish. That's what they should have been called. <laughs> and I got New Balance that was like commercially available. That was like the first. Of course, I bought the Feiyus, you know, the Chinese Feiyus. No, mm-hmm. uh, people use them for, for Tai Chi in China. In China, it's like a, like a throwaway shoe. Not throwaway, but like, you know, it's like a dollar shoe you buy at every market. I have those currently. I have like, I just stocked up on those. I bought like, you can buy them for about 20 bucks on Amazon or other places. Um, I stocked up on those. Uh, then I got into some, uh, well, I ran Born to Run, read Born to Run. Have you read that book? No. Um, it's a book from this journalist guy that um, got interested in running. Well, he was a runner and a journalist, but he kept getting injured. Mm. He, he would get shit. With journalism? <laughs> Something like that, something like that. But he would get injured and he got tired of it. So he started researching like, why the fuck am I getting injured all the time? And some people don't. And uh, this was years ago that I read this book. Uh, But it's a pretty good book, actually. If you're a runner, you'd enjoy it. Or if people are interested in just the state, the mind, the kind of the process. Um, Well, anyway, it took, this journey took him down to the, 
uh, I think it's a mountainous region of South America where they have these native, not South America, Mexico, where they have these um, tribes that they're, part of their thing is to run 50 milers. And they do it in leather sandals. There's no cushioning mm. at all. It's just a sandal, just like a Vivo, right? And he found out that none of them had had injuries. And that took him to another guy and another guy and another guy. And that's the guy that's resp- and then he met another guy called Barefoot something, Barefoot Tim or something like that. So, and then this guy, this Barefoot guy, he's the guy responsible for bringing to us the five foot fingers. Remember the the the, the, the five yes. finger shoes? Yes. Yes. Which one time I was at a bar and a dude was wearing those and I was like, bro, not here, bro. <laughs> not, not the venue, my guy. <laughs> yes, not the venue, my guy. I get it. I like your rebellion. I get it. You're a runner. We get it. So I, I bought some of those too back in the day. Um, uh, yeah, so the, it's, it's a good book to run though, to, to read though, you know, because he does talk about the idea of what, where do we have this thought of like, why do we need cushions on, on our heels? Like where that yeah, come yeah, from? Yeah. How Nike kind of built that um, perception of people and how to this day people think, you know, you need a lot of cushioning. And I mean, again, I guess it depends what you're doing. If you're a professional marathon runner, you probably need one of those shoes because you're pounding daily, but then again, you look like shit. So like, I would never want to, you know, I would never advise anybody to go that route. <laughs> I got some Vivos who now they go for what? $150. Uh, uh, They're pricey, dude. Uh, $150 per cardboard slice. Right. So it's yeah. Like, I, I mean, dude, it's like a fucking, you know, talk about penis skin. Right. I mean, they look good. They look good. Right. Like those are probably the best looking ones, the coolest ones. I think I have some pictures on my Instagram of me running in those, um, but there's, I mean, there's absolutely nothing there. Yeah. Um, and I, I've done, I've done ten miles in those, fine, no problem. Um, but again, I, like I said, I've been running in barefoot-ish or barefoot shoes sure. for a while. I also run on the beach barefoot. Um, currently, I'm really into Ultra. Great brand, dude. Um, so it's a they all of their, I don't know all, but most of the shoes, it's it's all targeted towards zero drop shoes. With a thick, uh, not not thick, and but there's a little bit of a padding there, but it's still zero drop. So see, what I'm saying versus like if you have like a Nike shoe and it has, you want like a little bit of cushion, just because again you're running on pavement, some cushion helps. Um, but 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 the Nike shoes are are elevated, whereas Ultras are all flat. So I've been really dr- digging though. So if anybody, you know, if you want to sponsor my my podcast, Ultra, I'd love that. But <laughs> <laughs> but they make good shoes. So I run in those. So basically, the idea being, again, it's like as if I'm running on on, on the floor because there's no, you know, because if you're standing on the floor, there's no, your heel's not elevated. You're not wearing high heels, yeah. right? If you're barefoot, yeah, yeah. so that's probably the way your foot was shaped, right? Via whatever evolution, whatever, believe it or not. But the point is, we got here not wearing shoes, right? So. Or sandals, so they were barefoot, so there was no heels on them, and that's why, by the way, women have a lot more um, issues. Um, they, they have a lot more knee problems, ACL tears, MCL tears, stuff like that, um, because they wear high heels a lot more. So they have their heel elevated, and they also get bunions because that drops the foot forward, the the, the, yeah. the toes forward, and squeezes them, and you get this bunion. And guess so, what? I have no sympathy for them. Zero, none at all. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I wear those. I wear those. Oh, yeah, once okay. a week, I think everybody once a week can do a 30-minute run. I don't see any. And again, by run, like I said, I'm not timing myself as slow as possible. Seriously, as slow as fucking possible. The only thing that separates running and walking is that at some point, both feet are off the floor, right? 
So if you're kind of hopping mm. up and down, but going real slow, you're running. There we go. I just think it's like, yeah. you know, like I said, like squatting, like a lot of people can't squat down, like to take a shit. Right. You ever been in Asia, you know, Russia, they have them still to this day to some places where you have for the bathroom, it's just a hole in the ground. Yeah. That's how we used to shit, my man. We used to, that's how yeah. people shit. That's how our. And now uh-huh. I, in my bathroom, have a squatty potty to replicate. <laughs> Correct. 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 Now you could use a squatty potty. I've done it before. I, I don't know. It went, I don't remember where I got rid of it somehow or something, but, um, or you can just squat, you know, sit in a squat, read a book. Right, just get in my toilet's position. too high. I would have to like put my feet on the sides. Oh of no, the... yeah, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not saying while you're shitting. Look, listen to me. I still enjoy shitting on the normal toilet. I, <laughs> fuck, fuck that squatting stuff. Although it does squeeze out your colon a little bit, right? So you get a little bit of that squeezing effect going on. But really, you can go to Google, uh, YouTube, and check out. There's videos of uh, African tribes that are still like you know somewhat wild or whatever, um, and they're squatting around a fire and eating. They're just sitting in a squat and eating, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's a resting position. So I've I think, yeah, yeah. Infants have perfect ass to grass Correct. squat form. Correct, yep. And then over time we lose it because we yeah. stop getting into that position and then everything else around our, our environment, uh, the, the chair, the toilet, it's all built to not get into that deep position. So yeah. that, that's how I look at these things. Do you see what I'm saying? I like that. I like that answer. Um, I have to ask because... You asked me and you made the post, so now it's my turn. Uh, what's your history and present-day uh, experimentation with, with steroids, SARMs, supplementation like that? Yeah, I've tried some SARMs, um, which were kind of – again, dude, the thing with all this shit, like I said, I, I wish that I really know that it's the real deal. You don't, Even you don't really know. You ordered it from that's the company that works. Yeah, okay, you, it works, but like it's not like you have a fucking microscope when you looked under it and it said, Nick, this is real SARMs, right? Like you don't know. Yeah. It's just, you know, so I've gotten some little results in, from SARMs, um, but I don't know. Again, I think also another thing that coincides with people taking steroids is people get excited and they start working out a lot more, right? Right? Yeah. So you, you get excited. You start going to the gym. How do you know it's really the fucking arms? It's not maybe you should go to the gym. Unless, of course, if you have, you know, Dorian Yates fucking giant muscles, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Would, that would tell you something is happening there. But um, so, like I said, I don't know if I've really gotten any real results there. I've tried some Winstrol. I've tried some um, Anavar. But really, man, I've tried some. Uh, really, man, the thing that was the most noticeable is just taking testosterone, just using testosterone. And um, it was just an experiment that I wanted to do at some point in my life. And um, I don't take anything currently. Um, did you know. PCT off of that? Did you feel the need to or did nope. you just stop? Nope, I just, just stopped. I, I think PCTs are a bit, bit of folklore, to be yeah. honest with you. And most guys that you talked to back in the old days, none of them did that shit. None of them did. Yep. None of them did. They took stuff that was stronger than ours and then stopped and that was it. Yep, yep. Yep. Now maybe some they didn't of those use guys. Test bases. Yeah, and I, like all things, right? Like we we're just talking about comp- complex, complexion, or comp- whatever. The more complex things became, so maybe like people need to do PCT now because they're taking HGH, and I don't even know the new stuff that people are taking. You know, I don't know half yeah. of it anymore because you know I, my interest in that stuff peaked at like insul- insulin and, and clenbuterol and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't even know. Maybe nowadays, yeah, it's probably a good idea to do that. So I'm no expert. You know, maybe that's where guys like Derek are good to, to chat with and stuff. But the old school basic testosterone, nobody did PCT. It was just you just do some testosterone, you get hardened up, you get a little veiny, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get a little more, your skin becomes a little more drier, and then you just stop. Yeah. 
so yeah i don't really i don't know like i said there's that question like you brought it up right the you know question of like do we need to be pushing back on the environment um it's it's a it's a thought like it's a thought in my mind maybe as i'll get more older my testosterone will go down further but like i feel like until i i've been wanting to make a post about it too i don't know man like I feel like until I really notice, like, oh my God, my tes- like testosterone is terrible, or I'm having some sort of real effects, I don't, I don't want to rely on it yet. I want to rely on my balls, on these nuts. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have a fine sex drive. I have a fine libido. So, like, I don't know, you know, if I, if I kind of want to. Because there is that factor of if you take it for a while, it will. Although you've heard different things, you've heard of guys. I've heard of guys taking it for years and they stop and they have no problem. They get their girlfriend pregnant, no problem. It all comes back. But I've heard of the other way a lot more, where guys take it for a long time and they just their testosterone is just five <laughs> forever yeah. after that, right? And that's where I wish there was a, <laughs> a venue to have a better discussion about this. Um, Mm -hmm. because it is so secretive and the guys who do have the real, the real sources don't tell where, you know, they don't share where they actually got the real stuff. Like Greg Doucette will not tell you where he gets his stuff. Derek, the only things he shares are where the, the SARMs that he knows are, you know, have certificates of analysis and, and whatnot. But, um, I hate how much I've had to tinker with my own body to figure out what does work because there's so much money and and time and toxicity that I've had to spend to get to a point where I'm like, you know, I don't think pinning 250 milligrams of linseed oil into my deltoid is a good <laughs> idea. And um, oh, wow, pregnenolone is really important to prevent testicular atrophy if you're taking any sort of exogenous stuff. Well, hang on, maybe I should have just started with raw DHT powder instead of a derivative, which is hepatotoxic. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that like we don't talk about that really are important. And then m- my uh, comment on what you said about the environment and um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Something that I've realized over the years of tinkering with everything, not just androgens, is you don't know how good you can feel until you feel it. It's true. And I've found that sometimes taking a supplement uh, like thyroid and it gets into a state of being that isn't, it doesn't feel drug induced, it feels genuine. Mm-hmm. and it feels correct to be alive. And that's what Ray talks about euphoria. When he says euphoria, he doesn't mean methamphetamine. He doesn't mean <laughs> weed. He's he's saying, like, if you're not euphoric, you're degenerating structurally. If you're not so jazzed to be inhaling and exhaling and the world is, you know, a, a safe and happy place, something is is not correct. And that standard for me is what I hold myself to as a person. Like, if, if there's a substance that I can take that promotes that, I'm going to pursue it um, because I've spent so – and this is just me personally. I'm not saying everybody has to do this. But I've spent so much time being depressed and sleepy and overweight and lethargic and all these things that, of course, I'm going to take 
something that makes me not feel that way. Mm-hmm. And the societal opinion of like, oh, you have to, you're on drugs, like you're going to take that. And then you realize, okay, well, how did I get here? The, the, the most likely explanation for why I'm a narcoleptic is in 2010, I had a flu vaccine. In that same year, there was an 800-fold increase in narcolepsy cases in Finland for the Pandemrix vaccine. The H1N1 shot induced that. So I took a drug that I didn't have a choice to take, and now I'm in a state of being that is less than optimal. I would argue that it's, it's pretty, pretty horrible. And you want to tell me that I can't take a drug that makes me feel better mm-hmm. because now I'm taking, now I'm a person who takes drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm you with know? you, man. So that's, I like the, <clears throat> I like the idea of holding yourself up to a standard. Cause I think if everybody did, I think the world would be a much better place because like I said, that thing about, you know, people just being fucking worn out just from working and yeah. just from stress. Yeah. And a lot of people are just not real with themselves. They're just, they're not, they're, they're like, Oh yeah, man, I love my life. And I'm, I make all this money and my girlfriend is happy, but like they're, you look at their eyes and they're just tired. They're tired yeah. all the fucking time. So, you know, but I, I'm just, I'm still kind of in a, in a place though where I still believe that taking care of the, you know, that like analogy of like big rocks versus like the, the smaller rocks and then the sand, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. the things that fill up the bottle. I think taking care of those big rocks is yeah. more important. And I think anything you can take exogenously is, is the sand, is the little rocks. At least I think the big rocks is again, is like, are you happy with your fucking life? You know, like genuinely not like, are you just, t- are, yes, being tired could be a, you know, a, a symptom of you not being happy, but I'm just mean like, are you genuinely happy? Like you mm. cool with your job? No. Okay. We'll fucking figure that shit out. You know, sure. Quit your Instead of trying job. to take Adderall to get through your job. Bingo. Stop it. Bingo. Yeah. Or like, dude, I'm, dude, like, Oh my God, I'm so tired all the fucking time. You think, you think if I take some TRT, I'll feel better. Like, yeah, you'll feel better. <laughs> you'll feel better, but it's not going to fix your shitty fucking relationship, which with your girlfriend, yeah. you should probably, you should probably broken up with a year ago. Tell yeah. her to fucking die. No, don't be nice about it. No, you yeah. don't need to be, hey, we need to leave on good terms. No, you don't. Tell her to fuck off and die. Done. <laughs> okay? Be real with it. A lot of people are not. And I, well, I think most people that are in these situations, and by the way, this is myself included too, right? Like I'm saying, like, it's so hard to be real with yourself sometimes because, and that's why you're always searching for that exogenous, what can I take or what can I, what can I do that'll make me feel better? Oh, dude, thyroid. It's not making me feel better. More thyroid. <laughs> more more right that star wars fucking meme more yeah no no i like, think that's probably like the single most important thing that you said so far <laughs> yeah man seriously because like i watch myself do do try and find the pill that solves the underlying problem mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the physiology it really doesn't mm-hmm. and my roundabout, it's a very circuitous way of realizing what you just said was spending way too much money in a, in a cupboard full of supplements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to realize it has nothing to do with the zinc deficiency, bro. Yeah, yeah. And this can be extrapolated to many things. True story. Had a client, shoulder starts hurt, hurting. Like, like so many people do, right? What do people do? Your shoulder starts hurting. Okay, I'm going to go see this PT. I'm going to go see this other guy. I'm going to go see this chiropractor. I'm going to go see this massage therapist. I'm going to go get acupuncture. I'm going to start taking magnesium, right? I'm going to start taking zinc. I'm, yada, yada, right? So you start doing all these things. None of them fucking work, right? You keep, you keep, you okay, more, more, yeah. other shit. 
okay. And, and then we start chatting. What's going on, dude? What's going on? And then like one day he's like really down. I'm like, what's going on, dude? Ah, oh, you know, man, I was, I went out with this chick and, um, we went out, we, 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 you know, we, we went back to her place, made some, make some hanky panky. And, um, I didn't see her for, a, for a few days and a few weeks. And then she told me that she's pregnant and he's like freaking out now. He's like, I don't want her. She was just a girl. Like, what the fuck? And then now she's telling me that she wants to have a baby. And then now she's telling, and then, and it just, this story went on and on for months, bro, for months, month. And, and then, and then she stopped. He's like, Hey, let's get together and talk about it. No, she starts emailing him. I know you've been seeing other women while, while, while I'm what? So then he slowly realizes that she's kind of a stalker. She starts hitting up uh, people that are on his Facebook. This is like, you know, again, a while ago. So when people are still using Facebook. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then he's getting messages from other girls. They're like, hey, who's this crazy person that just contacted me? He doesn't fucking mutt. Okay, anyway, long story short, it ends up being that she lied to him. She was just a st crazy stalker. She told him that she was pregnant and she wasn't at all ever. She even sent him fake baby pictures, by the way. Like a like a fake, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people are, people are, can be fucking... People can be evil. It's a real thing, dude. Mm. <laughs> and he's, I don't, I mean, hey, maybe he, I don't know, fucked her over, did something bad, but I, but I, nobody deserves that, I don't think. You know, no. I, I, he's like a normal, he's a normal person, normal job, you know, nothing, not a, I don't know. He's not like a crack addict or anything. So anyway, long story short, finally figures out that, yeah, it was all bullshit. She's a stalker. We're good. We're good. Bye. Shoulder stops hurt. Yeah. Okay. And then literally overnight, I see him the next day. How's your shoulder? What? Oh, oh yeah, it's fine. Forgot. <laughs> Seriously, it was like that. It was like that. Meanwhile, I'm trying to like massage it and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. give him some supplements and give him some fucking magnesium oil and tell him to do these stretches and to do this external rotation. And am I saying all that stuff is useless? No. But I think there are a lot of times, not always, a lot of times there's bigger stones yes. to turn. Yes. Yeah. I've described disease before as like our whole body is, is a chain with links in the chain and environmental or life trauma will weaken particular areas. And then a life stressor will yank the chain and then something's going to break. And it's just that whatever was most rusted mm -hmm. and, uh, that can be a shoulder um, for me, it was like nausea, like the last three months I've been going through some stuff and I was just nauseous all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can pull yourself out of it with a supplement for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes it's a life decision. I remember I had a girlfriend and I was becoming physically ill. Like my Tourette's was coming back like crazy. I mean, I looked like Rosemary's child having a, a demonic possession on the bed mm -hmm. and uh the ocd was going nuts and the depression and i was losing weight and i was sick and i broke up with the girl and then things got better mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to to have when you realize that um you will manifest illnesses if things are wrong in the world and mm -hmm. if you're just lying to yourself, and I think you said that earlier, like we have a phenomenal capacity to lie to ourselves about. Yeah. I've even seen, I think this is even true. Uh, you know, cows eat grass, you know, yeah. obviously Dan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked with Tim about this a little bit too. Like, so let's say you spent your life eating a standard American diet. You got PUFA strapped to your body. And then um, you, all you do is just have a stressful life. 
So your, your adrenaline and cortisol are raised and you're just always burning PUFA, always burning PUFA. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're literally gaining weight on less calories because mm -hmm. you're just stressed. The solution to, to weight gain then for that person has nothing to do with exercise. It has nothing to do with calories. It's straight up like if your life gets better, you're yeah. going to lose weight. You're going to be less diabetic. Yep. Yep. And I think that even that word stress though, I wish there was a, it's, it's a limited word because very. I think when people say stress, it's very common that people like think like, Oh, he's having stress at work or, Oh, he's having stress at a relationship. Like that's about it. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. you have it right, it's not like, no, 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 bro. Like sleeping six hours le or less than a day is like stressful. That's stress. That's stress. Eating really bad food, even, you know, like it's stressful or yeah. not, not being able to eat because you're so busy with work. That's yeah. a stress. People, you know, the average person who's not into any of this shit, right? They don't think of it that way. It's just like, you, you mean stress? Like, no, no, all's good at work, man. I'm making a shitload of money. What about your relationship? No, no, we're good. Okay. You know, and then the other stuff, yeah. it's like they're not catching on. And like I said, it, we've all done that. I've done that too, you know? Like same thing with the relationships, right? Like all is good. Yeah, man, everything is awesome. Working, making lots of money. Weather is beautiful. I'm eating good food. I fucking hate my girlfriend, um, you know? <laughs> whoa, 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 what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? No, no, no. I mean, I love her, man. Oh, we're just going through some stuff. What do you mean going through some stuff? Oh, we're fighting every single fucking day. <laughs> Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stress. Oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying that like if she like cries and then like leaves and like I have to like beg her to come back into the room. That's stressful? Yeah. You know, like and it goes but even if it's only 4 hours? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. That's a fucking stress, dude. And so it's a limited word because like I said, I, I, and that happens to me with clients. I'll talk to them, you, you know, anything stressful i don't like do it like anything stressful in your life but i'm just saying i'm trying to like find out and they're like no no all is good all is good you know and then something yeah. eventually yeah turns around and it's like oh yeah that is a stress dude that's well, a fucking stress you know dude, trying to make enough money to pay rent is a stress mm -hmm. and so if we want to just talk about like the difference between anabolism and catabolism of, okay, I want to, I want to foster a physiology that can build muscle easily. All right, well then you want to limit cortisol. Well, what's something that uh, reduces cortisol going for a walk in nature? What's something that increases cortisol? How about 24 hours a day? You wondering if you're going to make enough money to pay rent yep. and if you're going to be stuck <laughs> in this nine to five for the rest of your life. Yep. Well then just categorically, uh, the golden age of bodybuilding had in a more anabolic mindset yes. than yes. we do today. Yeah. So there like, you go. We have a catabolic mindset. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's also, again, those dudes in the seventies that were fucking training, again, it's easy to generalize. Of course there's some people that were stressed, blah, 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 whatever. But yeah. in general, people in nineteen seventy if they were going to the gym and training, it's because they loved it, dude. They were into yeah. it. They were going to work yeah. out and they were like, yeah, buddy, let's fucking do some deadlifts or whatever, right? I meet so many people and I see so many people just like objectively, externally, that I know this chick is here doing her two-hour cardio and her 45-minute weightlifting session because she just wants to get a lot of followers on Instagram because she wants yep. to feel better about her life. She wants to, you know, whatever it is, win the bikini competition for 
for God knows why, right? She's thinking that that's going to fulfill her. And that is the stress that's not fulfilling her, right? Because yes. she, she's yes. doing it. And that's why she's losing her fucking period. She doesn't need more estrogen or, or testosterone or any cream or pregnenolone or pr- progesterone. I would argue that it's probably this other shit that she's doing that's really driving her to be in the gym. Yeah. Also, how you know is like if a person is wearing fucking sunglasses, uh, a hat, giant, um, uh, what are they, Beats by Dre uh, headphones, yeah. a hoodie... They don't want to be there, dude. They're trying to hide from themselves. You understand? Yeah. They're yeah, in yeah, there yeah. and they're on their iPhone, right? They're watching a movie because they're just trying to like, like, oh, please don't make me think about this cardio that I have to suffer to do every day. They're hating it. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That, Like you said, that's that catabolic mindset. The anabolic mindset is like, yeah, let's go work out, enjoy the workout, not give a fuck, right? Pop some steroids and you grow. Of course. Like, of course yeah. it's going to work a lot, a, a lot better than, you know, this other mindset. Yeah, that's where I think sports themselves, probably the most beneficial thing about sports is not, most sports that I know are pretty destructive to the body. Like there's way too much running, there's way too much cardio, maybe there's like physical contact like football Mm -hmm. or whatever that objectively speaking is more of a distress than a eustress. But the thing that is, is anabolic, that's euphoric is it's the competition. It's the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's the game itself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I play pickleball because it's a blast and some dudes at work wanted to play it. Awesome. And like sprinting around for four hours, you know, maybe that's not good for my knees. I don't know. I don't give a shit. But I have so much fun and, yeah. and I have more camaraderie with those guys that like I'm objectively healthier as a result of that. Yeah. Period. Doing it because you're enjoying it. That kind of childhood mindset. Yeah, man. I mean yeah. fucking back in Russia, I remember we'd go out in the morning. Fucking in the winter time, we'd build build a fort all day. It would take us to build a giant fort, and we didn't fuck around in Russia, dude. We made like igloos, forts, and shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, and you, what what do you think I have for breakfast? Like two slices of bread. That's it, and tea, <laughs> and tea. And I'm out there till six p.m. building this fucking fort, and then we're we're blasting each other with snowballs for another four hours, right? Ten yeah. hours. And I'm enjoy- like, do you think anybody's thinking about cardio or whatever? Just enjoying it, man. Just doing it for the thrill. You know, yes. I really think that's missing in in gym and fitness culture in general. It just became such a fucking watered down thing of just go to the gym, do your 45 minutes, do your 45 minutes of weightlifting, 45 minutes of cardio, check mark, and go home, yeah. and then you get your cubes on your belly and they look good. And it's just like, I, you know. I, I, I really miss guys like Jack Lane. You know what I'm saying? Who just did it his whole life just yeah. because that's that he did it. That's it. Like it's, it's an a interesting celebration of the body. Yeah. Like here's like an interesting philosophical question. Like like what if like like what if you went to the gym but your body didn't change at all? Would you still go to the gym? For like two years straight. And after, well, not even that. See, because after, because then again, you'll know after two years it'll change. What if your body didn't really change? Would you still go to the gym? Mm, See mm. what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people wouldn't go to the gym. Yeah, I don't know that I would. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) I honestly don't know that I would. Yeah, and me too, right? Like, mm, you you know, because again, your body doesn't change those 90 day transformations. This is a bunch of bullshit, right? I mean, it. Can can you do that? Of course, but like it's a, such a big stress on your body. Like you can totally yeah. change your look for sure. Um, but I just mean most of us are not doing that. Most of us are just going to the gym and you're just keeping your muscle on. You're keeping your fucking cardio there, whatever, right? So like you're just mostly kind of ma- maintaining. So you know, 
what if you went to the gym and like nothing changed at all? Nothing changed. Like it's an interesting question, right? To think about, mm-hmm. like how again, it can't be either or, but it's just you got to think about it. Like how far on the spectrum are you? Are you on the spectrum that you're only going to the gym because you want to post selfies on Instagram? You know what I'm saying? That's literally your only motivation. Or are you doing it because you just you enjoy it? But you can enjoy it for a variety of reasons too, right? You can enjoy it because you enjoy posting Instagram pictures. But like there's but something missing. There's something missing there, I think. You set up a, another great like left and right bound of, of do, you know, doing physical activity. Because the person who's, like you said, kind of covered up completely head to toe – that that's weighing their food out. And I mean, I've done all this, everything I'm saying, I've, I've done this. And what it is, is it's treating your body as a product that you're trying to like curate to present to other people to mm. say like, va- validate this, this product <laughs> that I just created. Resume. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a resume. And that's why like we treat our bodies like a bomb calorimeter and we're measuring out grams of rice mm-hmm. because it's like a machine instead of delighting in the activity of and that again characterizes what arnold was doing like this is why you you don't get arnold today what you have are <laughs> uh bluebell cattle on stage right <laughs> yes. you just have you just have trend baloney sandwiches on stage who have figured out the correct procedures mm-hmm. to to volumize every muscle on their body very interesting thing you brought up have you ever thought about that that if you look at uh, 1974, Mr. Olympia contest, whatever, any of those until Lee Haney to me is the last real Mr. Olympia. I think Dorian was after that. Everything after that just went to a uh, refrigerator look and they all look the same. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Before that, all those guys looked, they had their differences, right? Like yes. fucking Arnold had his massive biceps, but like, toned abs but he never had like beautifully developed abs Franco right. Colombo had all the six pack massive yep. fucking chest massive yep. chest squeezed together Sergio Ali- uh, Sergio Oliva kind of was the guy to known to have kind of everything except abs his abs were also just like you know toned but not he never had the genetical you know the six pack lines um, yep. Serge Nubre Frank, well, Frank Zane right they all had their like different looks and now most of the guys are on, on there look the same Right, I all look almost yeah. the same, and what the judges are doing, they're just picking apart little body parts, like yep, like this one. This they all they both look the same, but this one is a little more shredded, right? <laughs> and that's because of the drugs, right? And that's because it became yeah. a thing of just go to the gym, do these fifteen exercises, do this much of cardio, take these drugs, and you get this look. Yeah. And it fucking works though, right? Because they all get that look. But see, back in the day, you didn't have that like go to the gym check. It was like, go to the gym, explore. And, yeah. you know, of course, it's easy yeah. to talk about back in the day. I'm not saying everything was perfect then. Nothing ever is, right? But I'm just saying, guys were a lot more explorative. If you read, if you try to learn real routines of different guys, they all had different routines. They all had different yep. ways of doing yep. things. You know, you have Chuck Sipes who would do like heavy barbell curls and then superset him with 21s. You know, and then you had other guys that would just do preacher curls like Larry Scott, the first Mr. Olympia, by the way. He just did preacher curls. That's it. He would just do a tricep and preacher curls. He would do fucking um, dumbbells, then a, a straight barbell, and then an easy curl. And he would just do six six reps of those, six rounds, and go home. That's how he grew his massive biceps. And a lot of animal. Well, not a lot, but remember, two milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and now we have cattle that literally all looks the same. Yes. Besides what 
whatever they were born with that makes them different. Like, well, this guy's a little bit shorter. Well, this guy has like a literally a pelvis that's shaped differently than this guy. Mm -hmm. That's the only differences that we have. Everyone can get damn near as lean as the dude next to him. Mm -hmm. They can all grow about as much muscle. They're all doing the same exercises. The reason why there will never be another Arnold mm -hmm. is because the simple fact nobody has or will ever have as much fun as he did doing what he did. Yep. He the dude it. was he was loving every <laughs> second of it. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm pulling up like Mr. Olympia 2020. It's like Big Big Remy, uh, Phil Heath, and I don't know who the third guy is. All black. They all look the same. They all look yeah. the same. They all have the same. I mean, are there minor differences? Yes, but like as a general, right? If you show it to some person that doesn't know, you know, nothing about bodybuilding. They'd be like, yeah, like uh, I don't know, dude. You can you could take their heads and just Photoshop them, and yeah, it, yeah. it wouldn't look different, right? Yeah. It wouldn't look off. And like I said, and then you look at another picture of, like you said, Frank Zane, Franco Colombo. What was that? In Pumping Iron, it was the top. The last three was uh, Arnold took the first, Franco took second, or maybe Serge took second, and there was Serge Nubray. All three different bodies, three different yeah. sizes, three different looks. Right, all muscular, yes, but like really visibly different development, right? And they, they all, all they look all... like a person crafted by Michelangelo. A, yeah, like, yeah, unique, unique character. Yeah, miss those days. <laughs> yeah, and, and now it's not the same thing. It's just, and again, that's mostly because of the drugs, because you know, insulin. You, they figured out how to do these fucking get get these androgens to go to the right places, and also a lot of them do do synthol. Uh, I know that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that from uh, Dave Palumbo. You know, they don't do they don't do like you've seen like the Brazilian dudes that'll like shoot up like massive amounts and it just looks disgusting. It looks like a fucking tit growing on their arm or something. <laughs> it, they, they don't do that, but they'll just like you know, like like oh your bicep is a little lagging, so we'll just put a little bit in there. They put a little bit in there, and yeah, Dave Palumbo's a uh -oh. he has a, a good, pretty good podcast if you're into you know genetics um, genetics. I mean uh, bodybuilding and stuff. Um, rx muscle i think it's called um mm. but he's pretty good and he's also a guy by the way who took massive amounts of steroids and um got off and got his wife pregnant clean nothing no pct no nothing so it can be done too hear that kids take all the drugs don't do a pct <laughs> get one pregnant. no yeah so you know i think you know i think it's fair to say we arrived at like like i said I'm not, I don't have the moral problem of like, don't do, right? It's just, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of stones people should turn and be real yes. with yourself. And it's very hard. It may take you a year to get real with yourself, right? Like in relationships, like we talked about, right? How to be like being really fucking honest. How early did you know that you should break up with this girl until you actually fucking did it? Probably months in advance. Months in advance. Maybe years, dude. Maybe years. How, how about marriages, right? That just like yeah. fucking they're fighting. They're fighting for two, four years. And then finally yeah. after seven years of this bullshit, they, they divorce, right? Yep. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I don't want people to do that. But like you got to get real with it too. You got to be honest with it. So I think a lot of people are just leaving so many stones unturned. I have low T. Fuck figuring <laughs> out why I have low T. Get on TRT. Let's go. Yeah. Uh <laughs> 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 oh man yeah boss well it's been a good chat <laughs> anything else you wanted to add I mean we can keep talking all day I don't give a fuck 
I, I think I think that's it. I feel a little bit flat. I need to go get a pump, dude. Go get I a pump. Like you got to like get. You got to work out today. Didn't you already work out, you son of a bitch? No, that was a joke. But I do have to. I do have to, <laughs> do have to hit the gym. Okay, where are you working out over there in Florida these days, huh? There's just like a 24/7 fitness. I try to find the gyms that are owned by like a guy instead of. Very good. Very nice. A chain. Oh, they're the worst, um, dude. They're the fucking categorically worst. Categorically different experience when yep. you do that. And uh, something that I've found that should be the case is, and, and, and this kind of goes back to the anabolic mindset, if everything else is in place, you should be able to work out less than you think you have to and like maintain or grow. Yes. Yes. And also, again, being real with yourself. I know a lot of people that go to the gym for three hours, but they do three sets of bench press. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's three sets yeah. of bench press, three sets of uh, iPhone, you know, Instagram, right? So you got to like, you know, and I always say to the more in shape you are, the shorter your workouts can be actually. People would think it's the other way. Like if you're in really shape, you can fucking work out for, th- no, 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 no. If you're in real good shape, you can push yourself really hard for 30 minutes and then you're dead. Yep. You're, you're done. Okay. And they don't need to be for the average person. I think an hour is fucking plenty, dude. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, brother. Thanks for coming on for the, on the on the show. We should this do this again sometime. We'll, we'll come up with something else and we'll have a good time and do it again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. End up owning you.